0: All right, welcome everybody to uh, a special edition of XN Interviews featuring the uh, some of the Futurism Society. Um, I'm XN, and with me is JX. As always, we've got a few guests uh, joining us this weekend. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, we'll go ahead and go around the table. Um, Jim, you want to go first?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Jim. Glad to be on here, uh, and I will say, there's one person joining today who's not part of the society, and though we've been trying to court him, so just want to give that disclaimer, <laughs> we have to be transparent about that so that, you know, he's not associated with us when he's not ready to be, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that uh, would be Metal Sonic Dude, welcome.
2: Hello, thank you for having me on again, I'm looking forward to this discussion.
0: Awesome. Thanks, dude. And uh, another one is uh, the Mad Titan. Thank you for joining us.
3: Hello there. It's nice to see you all. And I'm just here to hopefully have a fun time with helping with these interviews for
0: once. <laughs> all right. So, uh, quick disclaimer. We are uh, talking about Kabam Frenchie, who is not technically with Kabam any, anymore. So, um, these questions were asked after he had left. Um... Jim, is there anything you want to shed some light on with these questions before we yeah, get started? So,
1: so one of the things that was was interesting is when Kabam Frenchie went on to Twitter and announced that it was his last day with Kabam. Um, you know, there was a lot, of, a lot of people in the community reaching out, asking questions, wishing him well. Um, and so Slayer of Gods had a brilliant really idea of, well, hey, why don't we get a post-Kabam interview with Frenchie just to see you know what it was like working there, what were some of his thoughts on on the uh uh the state of the game and the economy. Um and one of the things that he was he was very very adamant about was you know, he's talking about himself and himself alone not represent representative of uh, Kabam. Each designer has their own philosophy, their own work method and things can change since he's no longer working at Kabam anymore. And keep in mind, he left, I believe it was back in March, wasn't it? So maybe even February. So it's been been—it's been a bit. We've been uh, working on the back end to collect some questions and get those answers from him. We have them, so I'm going to make sure that those disclaimers are out there.
4: Awesome. So um,
0: we'll go ahead and get started then. Uh, so the first uh, group of questions is from Jim. Um, JX, you want to go ahead and read the first couple? Yeah, man, let's do it. So, yeah, so Jim asked, he said,
5: Gener- general information about the game economy, how you approached it, and how you can keep it balanced. And so Jim will kind of answer what Bam Frenchie responded to him with, and we kind of discuss it.
1: Yeah, so, and and keep in mind, that was his primary role, was he was the chief uh, game economy designer for Marvel Comics as a champion. So that was... Why I threw that one out right out of the bat. So his response was, as economy designer, we have two big challenges. Make a pleasant experience for the players and make sure the game content can last for years to come. It's a tricky balance to have. On one hand, players always want more, of course, uh, which can be detrimental to the game. If I, speaking as a fan Frenchie, give you everything right away, you will probably be bored quickly. On the other hand, if we're too stingy to extend the life of the game, the sense of progression can be almost non existent. So without going into too much detail, that is pretty much the basis in all the economy balancing in game, keeping you happy for the longest
4: time possible. That's the answer. So what's everyone think about that response? Personally, I I'm sorry, go ahead if you were gonna say something. <laughs> no, go ahead, Titan. Okay, so personally,
3: I think that's a I think that is probably correct because You have to have both hands. Like, if you have too much of one hand, it's going to balance out the game. It's going to unbalance the game. So it'll either get too boring really quickly or it'll be too hard to progress, which which will also make it boring. So you have to keep the rewards intact with each other.
5: Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to Like the economy of the game, it's you know, a lot of people ask, like, why isn't it like this? I, 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 MST has some things later on, and it's for sure, it's definitely hard. And this game is, does a pretty good job at it. Um, when it comes to the end game play, when it comes to the end game players, I'm not too much into that. But as progressed through the game since 2015, it's been a really good ride. And compared to other games, I'm I'm super surprised how good this the game has done, specifically economy wise.
1: Yeah, you know, there's there's I think there's a difference between the economy and what we may look at as the quality of champs. So, you know, uh being able to pull a five star all the time. Pretty it, it gets easier, right? To be able to to accumulate those five star oh, yeah. shards. Definitely opening that up to see kind of as the game progresses more to a higher tier or higher star rating or higher, you know, rank of a champion than maybe some of the harder to get materials are now a lot easier to come by. Um, So that's, that's really where the game economy comes in. Um, And I I just want to make sure that we're, we're not comparing that to the balance of the characters, which is a completely different area and not one that I think Frenchie was part of. So
4: yeah, exactly. So we continue to, you know, full group. That's not really the game economy side. Okay,
0: so who were the biggest class clowns at Kabam HQ? This
1: is this is. I was really hoping it was going to be somebody that that we in the community knew. You know, I was expecting it's probably going to be like Kabam McKay or, or Sassy. <laughs> I could I could see either of them kind of um, being it. Or honestly, even John. He just seems like somebody that.
6: Like a yeah. Clown.
1: But Princey's uh, uh, response was uh, the community doesn't know him, but he's a data. Scientist. One of the most intelligent people I know, yet the biggest clown at Cabam. So I don't know if we can really elaborate on that, but um, I think it's been I think it would have been interesting if it'd been somebody the community was aware of. So okay. yeah.
4: which,
1: is, which is interesting that you know as many Kabam employees that I think the community engages with, it's like the tip of the iceberg of how many people actually work there. So yeah, um
5: that's like that's something really cool, and especially even the people who we do react, you know, connect. We do talk about and do respond to. We still don't know a lot about them, um, and since we're going to have a lot of the Kabam members um, on, I'm, I'm really excited to get to learn them. Like we're gonna get we're learning about Frenchie. You know, I didn't know that much about Frenchie before before this, so it's pretty it's pretty awesome that we get to interview them and get to know who the biggest clown is. Even though it's a data scientist, we don't know. I mean, you know, it's pretty cool that this person's talked about.
1: And let me let me just say that I did not spoil it that you're having many Kabam people on. Okay, so I know I spoil things, but I didn't spoil that part. You just did. So.
5: We can edit that. Yeah. It'll be this is like a month in advance, basically.
1: <laughs> okay, um, so this one, I, I have a feeling we're gonna have Metal Sonic chime in on this one, but uh, <laughs> you want to go ahead and read the answer.
5: Yeah, so uh, obviously you asked, what are your favorite champions in regards to both animations and or abilities?
1: So Franchier's Spide, he loves Quake. He's a big Quake player. But She-Hulk was my bay for a long time. I can't compete with the newer champions for their animation, though. It's improved so far over the years. And on that aspect, I would say either Jubilee or Spider-Ham. So his favorite players, as far as using them, was Quake and She-Hulk. As far as animations, Jubilee and Spider-Ham. So, uh, MSD, what do you think? I
2: can't get much better than that, really, you know. (laughs) He's a a man after my own heart, saying She-Hulk was his bae, so, you know.
1: So he he likes champs that shut things down.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, very clearly from, you know, the dominant Quake, who just denies (laughs) all things defensive and offensive, annoying then there's she hulk who overpowers the opponents at the point where they can't do anything so yeah i like it
1: very cool all right
5: we'll i was gonna to, uh, well i was gonna to add so he obviously he says this specifically line about the newer animations it's we've talked about it before but it's crazy how the animations have improved um if you go back to like other interviews and stuff like that like they say Ghost Rider didn't join the game like he almost didn't join the game because they couldn't figure out the fire um and they even talk about it again when fantastic four joined the game when human torch like it was like they something that they tried and they just improved on uh same with namor with the water mechanics so it, it's crazy because we're getting new mechanics um we're getting new uh animations the, and it's just the amount of characters that we're getting this year are so much better animation-wise compared to a couple years ago. It's absolutely beautiful.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I loved, and it's just like with any animation studio, right? So the they talk a lot about it in the Hercules development videos that they've been doing, that you know, many times they're having to develop new technology. Like when Spider-Ham came in, they had to develop the new technology to make him look the way that he looks. And so they're continually developing new technologies in order to meet the goal of the designers. So with that, they're also, you know, systems get more powerful, the phones get more powerful, so they can handle, most of the time, they can handle more of the uh, um, upgraded graphics and, and animations. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what we're going to have by the end of this year or by the end of next year. So,
0: Yeah. So, Brendan had a uh, couple questions. Uh, why are T5B and T2A given out at equal rates on path rewards for 7.1, knowing that you need way more T2A to use your T5B? Uh, anybody want to answer those?
4: Frenchie says,
3: I can't really say as I did not work on this content.
1: Okay. Which and is then, interesting to me. Yeah. I, I know we're about to jump into another one. So,
4: which is interesting
1: that the game economy designer doesn't necessarily speak to rewards that are given out on paths.
4: Yeah, that
2: is it, it almost, it kind of speaks uh it almost speaks a sense of like reward tone deaf if he's not the one controlling what rewards are given out you know as a senior economy designer economy is about you know resources in the game yeah. and if he's not on command with why resources are being given out or given out and you know where they are being given out the the volume the accessibility I don't know. That that is kind of interesting. Like, why wouldn't he be involved in that? that it's almost piece of content.
1: So this is this is interesting, and and this is where it would almost have been great to have him on here because we we could have asked these follow up questions. But it almost makes me wonder. As the economy designer, he knows that okay, at this point we can have X amount of resources. So hey, event quest team here's your lot of resources that you can use how you need. Side quest, folks, here's your lot of resources that you can use throughout the year. Story quest, uh, variant content, you know, because each team's are designing different quests, so I'm wondering if it's not that he's he's not specifically saying what's on each path, but he's giving each team an allotment of what they can use for the year. I
4: don't know. Or... Even for a quest, necessarily, yeah. Yeah,
1: that would. Okay. That would have been a good follow-up question.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he goes on to ask, uh, "Why isn't T two A available or er, a reward in the variants?" And uh, he pretty much answers, "Same. I did not work on the variant quests, but I I can say that with the changes we made in AQ and the Glory Store, our goal was for you to use the Glory." For the resources you need, it was an alternate for you to choose the reward you
4: wanted. Uh, how did you guys feel about that? I mean, we already have generic 2017 rank up gems and variants. So, like, we have three generic rank up gems. So
3: then, like, that's like 12 T2A in general.
4: Well, and then you also have the, the rank 5,
1: I think it came out to a total of 20 equivalent to T2As in there, but you can't apply any to the 6 stars. So I get both sides of that conversation, right?
2: You have to remember that the, the not, not regarding the 5 star 4 to 5 gem, but all of the other rank up gems are year specific, and mm-hmm. if you don't have a champion from that year that you need or you need or or you are wanting to rank up, then they're essentially useless. So I don't see that as a T2A replacement. It's more uh, like a placeholder. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not really T2A if you're not able to use it.
4: Uh, yeah, really I completely way. get that. And I'm curious, though, with varying content. See, I was trying to say that. See, you know, varying content is essentially a new version of an old quest, so
1: um, are they meant to be the top tier rewards inside of it, or is it more really to focus on that five-star roster? And if so, then the T2A is fine, but it, I def, I'd love to see Deadpool, Lusa, whatever, actually have some T2A in there, because with the shift to six stars and rank threes, the community needs it. <laughs>
2: Variant content is definitely designed around four fifty five and five sixty five champions. It's not made yeah. for six two and six threes. Yeah. Just like that's that's the nature of the content. Now variant one you could argue is designed for maybe those higher level champions just because at the time, you know, we didn't know what variants were gonna look like and Every variant has had a cascading effect of oh this is the easiest variant oh no this is the easiest variant no this is the easiest variant so they definitely got the message when when they released variant one that people people didn't like this now it's kind of it's it's come to its age where people appreciate it now as like a oh, actually challenging variant um, uh, compared to the others at least you know because there there are some variants that are like really straightforward some of them a little challenging but variant one is truly the the real variant, you know, the real variant content. Uh, And it would have been nice to have seen Tier tier 2 Alpha in that one specifically. Yeah, But for me personally, I don't think, I think if they were going to include Tier 2 Alpha in the variants, I'd want to see one of two things. I'd want to see an increase in variant difficulty, or just don't give us the rank-up gems and give us Tier 2 Alpha.
1: Yeah, because the the variants are really really good at allowing you to rank up champs that you may not have wanted to rank up.
6: Right,
1: <laughs> but with all the buffs that they're doing now, these you know those those two thousand seventeen, two thousand sixteen, two thousand they're going to gain gems, more value. Yeah, oh absolutely, uh, I can guarantee you that I use my variant content to rank up my Black Panther.
2: Oh yeah, I uh, I-, I can name quite a few that I've I've used rank up gems on, you know, Magic. Uh, I plan on using one on Ronin. I used Power. one on Rogue. So there are a lot that, that have value and are worth it. Yeah. But it's not I don't think it's enough to justify the T two A, the lack of T two A. Yes. Yeah. If they keep buffing champions from that era and and you know they're actually meta relevant then they're actually gonna be pretty solid. But um if if they're if they keep putting out buffs like Daredevil Hell's Kitchen, then it's mm. it's not gonna be something people are gonna be interested in.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll move on to the next question, JX.
2: Yeah man. <clears throat> Sorry.
5: All right, so I'm gonna do a Marcus's question.
1: <laughs> okay, we're Sorry. going back up to Marcus.
5: Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna do a Marcus's question. So um I guess I'll I'll respond as Frenchie and say his question. So Marcus, he says, uh, did you have any previous love for Marvel, such as reading the comic books or loving the movies, et cetera, before working at Caban? And so Frenchie responds, says, I loved watching the X-Men cartoon growing up. I, of course, as well. And I saw most of the new generation of Marvel movies released before I joined Caban. I did not know much about obscure characters, but working at MCOC has greatly improved my knowledge of the Marvel universe. That being said, I always was a big fan of Deadpool
4: yeah that's that's
0: awesome dude <laughs> that's cool that he used to watch uh all the x-men cartoons me too yeah
5: man those are the oh
1: best. see now i've got i've got the theme song in my head now
0: <audio->
5: creature- composition- <singing> oh,
6: yeah. <audio- singing>
5: that's actually my ringtone i don't know <audio-> if anyone knows that so nice. i love that man it's so good it's, uh, yeah it's my by far my favorite cartoon of all time
0: yeah. So Sir has a couple questions here. Um, when we, when can we sell T4CC? He's hmm. joking, but it's a good question. <laughs> if anybody wants to answer that. yeah.
1: So a friend came back and was like, yeah, the subject comes often and comes up often during meetings. Uh, it's definitely planned, but we as a community, we're going to have to wait on that. So, uh,
4: I, I, I can see it. Uh, You know, selling things can kind of sell
1: T4CC, but not for T5CC, and you have to be part of Sigil for it. So, um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but...
0: So, I I don't know about you guys, but I have like uh, 100 T4CC crystals in my just inventory. Me too. (laughs) I have a lot, also. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- I can't claim them because then I'll be in Overflow and then I'll have to yeah. use them. And I can't mm-hmm. sell them for T5CC. Um, when do you guys think that there could be uh, a possible uh, opening for selling t four class catalysts?
1: I mean, I, I think it's going to come sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, feel feel free to jump in. I mean, it's you know we got the t five b and t three a you know coming in, that's gonna be more of the focus. um whereas before the t five CC was really the big focus, that's what everybody needed. That was the new catalyst that was on the block that you know that's where Cabam could make their money by doing deals providing content. It was hard to make you spend your units unless you're msd uh, to complete it to get it. But now that we're starting to see t five. Our T6B and T3A uh, coming into the contest, those are going to be the new money makers for Kabam. And I think we're going to start to see T4CC being able to be sold for T5CC, not to be that big of a deal. Because what's it going to be, 160 uh, shards? You're going to end up having to sell so many just to do it anyway. It's, it's going
2: to come to the point where someone who bought every single offer that included T6B and T3A, by the time Act 7 concludes, they'll be able to take a 6-star to rank 4. And yeah. by that time, by the end of Act 7, if, T, if T5CC is coming in in larger quantities, larger than they are now, like, for people who don't run Map 7, you usually get 20 to 30 percent t5 cc per month given that there's not variance or any other content that's dropped so you get roughly 20 20 to 30 percent per month one of those is a nexus if you do uh cavalier i mean if you're not doing Cavalier, you're not getting any but uh right. one of those is a nexus and then two of them are crystals they either ten, they're either 10 percent or in the form of two percent or five percent something like that uh, people who do map 7, they get a lot more T5CC, so they get larger amounts of fully formed catalysts, which means more rank 3s. Now, if that level of T5CC kind of moves over to the general public the people who aren't doing map 7 but are at that level where they they want rank 3s if that becomes the norm where people are getting instead of 30 or 20 we're getting nearly a full catalyst every month then i think we might see the ability to sell t4 cc but up uh, only only then when we're getting so close to every month that we could form a catalyst is when i think we could
1: see it and i think when there's a t5 cc daily uh quest like we have at the T four cc
2: Ah, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. No (laughs) way they're gonna they're gonna put that resource in for free. No way. way, There's
3: no way it's gonna happen until they end up you don't think the rank
1: personal relevance. Well I was gonna say the rank five six stars, you know, eventually you know that they're gonna require T six C so at that point, point. Yeah
2: eventually with with rank 5 6 stars but that's like way i know we're we're starting to
0: to scratch yeah, I, the surface
2: of what rank 4s could look like but that's like that's a conversation way way in the future <laughs> way beyond and i don't even want to think about like what that could do to the game if people just started farming that and ooh, yeah. i don't
1: know well let's 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 be honest we we've, we've got we've got probably about another 2 years still to... At least two years until the idea Easily. of e yeah. 6 is introduced. So,
0: yeah. all right. So we'll move on to the next one. What in-game content do you feel is the most overlooked as impacting the
1: in-game economy? Okay, so this was uh, you're missing out on potions uh, here, revives here, units here, etc. So this is this is all about what we. A lot of people do, and that's resource farming. So his response was there is no game mode designed to quote-unquote farm resources like potions and ROL. Nonetheless, I think a lot of players undervalue what incursions can bring in terms of resources. And you don't have to spend 10 hours a week playing it to obtain the most uh, of the rewards there. Other than that, there's nothing really that you guys don't already know. So I found that interesting. Uh,
0: Anybody want to touch... On anything else on that?
4: Well, I mean, Incursions actually has a lot of artifacts. You can get like 20 to 25 or something around there
3: for just a 10 zone Scepter 8 and 10 zone Scepter 7. And that's about 70% of those free 2006 star shards, which is actually pretty good, if you ask me. And. Yeah. On top of that, you have all the six star golds you get, all the six star shards you get from the milestones, the five star shards, and then the gold added on.
6: Yes. Oh yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, my roster has definitely improved. Getting six stars a lot faster because of these rewards. Uh, I always race with my brother because he plays the game. So does my dad, and so me and my brother will definitely do incursions every time to make sure we get those milestones, get those six star shards, and it's really good. I, I, I really enjoy it.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah, sorry. I think it's interesting though that they are aware that people know that you can go out and find, you know, revives or find uh uh you know potions and things of that nature. And I like the fact that they didn't cut it out. They have done that before. They have removed um there was a act two quest, I believe, that I think it was well known that every single always time you went into alive. it, yeah, 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 it always found and they went in and fixed it, so it wasn't just a random thing here and there that, you know, hey, it has a good likelihood of it. This was a six-step 6, six step quest that took six energy that if you had your four or five star, you were just bowling through it, and you were getting a revive every single time. So Every they, they,
6: single
2: time, exactly. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. So, so you know, in that one, I could see where, hey, okay, let's, let's remove that one. But the other ones, okay, we'll make them work for it. If they want to go out and do that. They're going to have to, you know, run, you know, a full, almost a full energy to run through this one to get a revive. And does that make sense when the amount of units it takes to refresh your energy if you want to continue to do this over and over? It's almost close to it, so you just got to have to wait it out. So, uh, whereas if you were taking six energy every time, you could do that multiple times, grab tons of them. So and I think I, I'm glad that they're leaving it in some places. But yeah, I think it would say kind of a broken one to have it that every single time. But you want to remember when
3: you were able to farm revives in Realm of Legends? That's what I was about to say. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, Hello
0: there, there's Slayer.
1: Slayer. Slayer, Slayer, Slayer of Gods. I'm My apologies.
4: <laughs>
1: now, are we gonna break? Are we gonna break the podcast because we have both Slayer of Gods and MSD on here? We're not gonna start like this fight going around the corner, corners
7: or anything like that, right?
6: Well, I, I call it true How
7: about you, MSD? Are we, are we? good for this one time? <laughs> He's on mute. Okay, he's on mute. (laughs) I'm going to take that as
6: a yes. I'll take it as a yes. Okay.
0: All right, yeah, so uh, JX had a couple of questions. Um, He says, what was your role when working at Kabam, and what were the changes you and the team made to the economy?
5: Yeah, so um, I'll answer his Frenchie. Uh, I just kind of wanted to know like what he actually did, because uh, you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about Kabam, so I wanted to you know get some information. So honestly, he this is what he said. He said I personally worked on early story content, that being Act One and Act Two reworks, um, be, basically other early story rework as planned Other other story rework is planned. I left them my design. But it takes time to integrate as we wanted bigger changes. So that's like, that's pretty cool that there's more rework content coming soon. I'm
7: guessing.
1: I'll
5: say and they way. also
7: talked about that. They talked about that on the roadmap. Yeah. And this yeah. Uh, pre-eluded the roadmap. So that's kind of cool. You yeah. dropped that early. Yeah.
5: Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. That's really cool, man. I really wish. Um, something I, I'm curious what you guys think about this is that this rework content. We don't get the rewards if we've already completed it. Correct.
1: Unless you start a new account. Yeah.
5: Yes. So, like, how do you guys? I know. I think I don't know if they've talked about this before. Uh, but how does it? How do you guys feel about this? You know, getting if you. I guess it's, the arena has changed, so you're not really investing into low tier characters anymore. But I was just curious what everyone thinks about how. I'm curious how good they will be.
2: I don't think it really matters at, at a certain point. Like, if you're if you're still progressing and you need to rank up lower level champions for like variant three or i'm sorry variant four uh, or something like that or there's a special event where we need lower level champions then maybe some people will notice it but for the most part you know unless the rewards are like insane amounts of units that we're missing out on i don't think we're really gonna miss out on you know tier tier three nexus selectors (laughs) selectors <laughs> or you know three certain nexus crystal like that that that's not really gonna matter the only thing that would matter is large amounts of units that yeah. I, I feel like we would miss out on that but everything else doesn't really matter
1: yeah so, i mean it it, it it really it really matters when they change current content to either make, make it else, or I mean, a of, yeah right ahead I think
3: what also would really matter is if we're missing out on large chunks of ISO like tier 6 or something. But I highly doubt that they're going to put that in the early act content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That, that way that ISO is way too high for, you know, 3-star champs.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, and even 4-star Nexus Crystals. We're missing all of that also.
2: Yeah, but again, that yeah. that comes to the same uh, conclusion Is like, do we really need a 4-star Nexus Crystal when we're done with Act 7? Like, is that something... We as an end game community really are missing out on. If early players in Act Three are getting four star Nexus crystals, that's fantastic. That's going to help their progression so much. We don't really need to care about that anymore, you know. And that's that's not to to offend the players at that level. It's just to prove that, you know, we don't we're not relying on four star champs anymore. They don't really matter as much for pretty much anything anymore, for people at at the level of of you know doing act seven. So I don't yeah, I, I I'd like to gracefully disagree with the claim of us missing out
1: on four or Nexus Crystals being a big deal. So I think that,
3: that because of, I'm sorry,
1: go ahead. Oh no 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 I here here's the here's the way that I'd look at it. If you have a new player that's coming in that's completing Act one through four, they're not suddenly going to leapfrog existing players that have been playing for five years and have completed Act seven. I, I think what your kind of your point is is there access to a lot of ISO, which helps rank up current, you know, six stars and five stars that you know uh they're getting a lot of four stars. It's not necessarily that the four stars are gonna help, those four star duplicates with the ISO bricks will help ranking up your your higher ranked champions. That's that what you were kind of getting at?
3: Yes, that is what I was yeah.
1: getting at. Yeah but i don't i don't i don't see i don't see any any new player going you know act one through four even act one through five and leapfrogging somebody that's you know completed 7.2 even if they change the rewards i don't think kabam's gonna up the rewards dash so much that you're gonna have a a beefier roster by completing act five once they've made these updates to the quest than you know, somebody who's been playing for five
4: years. I agree. Um, um,
7: Jack, do
0: you want to... Uh, go ahead, Slayer.
7: Sorry, I just wanted to say, um, if they are continuing to revise the earlier acts, I really hope they um cut down like 206 paths out of uh, Act 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, wow. I think it's... Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think it's kind of a shame that the game kind of works in a way where you 100 complete the content and you don't ever have to touch it ever again i think like the Karina challenges recently i think we should have a reason to go back there should be like some special like regular objectives like different stuff that comes along and makes you want to go back and like earn stuff that's like relevant to your current progression it could be based on your progression like story title or whatever um and they could base their words off of that but i think there should be, like, little little regular challenges. I'm not talking just, like, arena challenges, but, like, a daily, maybe weekly thing that makes you want to go back and return to the older acts because it's, like, you complete it, and that's it. You don't really mess with it anymore, and I think that's kind of a shame because, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do in yeah. stuff like average five through seven.
0: No, yeah, yeah I totally that's, agree, that's I was... especially, especially if they're going to rework the, th- the, the, the earlier acts. Why mm-hmm. not have like a progression based like Karina's challenge for the Cavalier players to go take their three stars through act four or you know, yeah. their two stars through act three. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, I, mean,
1: I even gave out an idea a long time ago. I think I was saying it to Cam about, you know, if you've got like an event quest or you know, story quest, whatever it may be, that you know, you've got your completion and exploration, but maybe there's a third tier. And I think this is something where the uh the Karina's challenges could come in. Um, and MSD, you're going to love this. You're absolutely going to love this. But, um, you know, going back and completing certain content with champions, but, you know, hey, without using items. I mean, that's some of the biggest pushes that we see on, you know, from some of the content creators is going back and creating, you know, hey, we're going to do an LOL run itemless, or we're going to do, you know, an Act Five chapter, whatever itemless. So adding in some of that. Kind of refreshes the content but you got to put restrictions you know if you're going to take acts you know six star rank threes into act five well yeah you probably couldn't do it itemless but um you know look at some different content put those restrictions on there but also have that ability that you know if you can do this itemless you know that that's a pure skill accomplishment many times so
6: yeah
0: jay actually want to keep reading the answer
5: Yes, let's do it, man. Okay, so he also said that he um, he he made a controversial change to removing the act completion rewards. He says he wanted to be more generous to players who could not finish all the content, but he underestimated the perception, power, a big chunk of rewards have on the experience.
4: Yep. So what he's
1: talking about, you know, we've had it for a few months, is you know, it used to be that there was, you know, a big completion reward and then there was a big exploration reward and now um it's really along the lines that they've removed one of the the big chunks and they've spread it out throughout the quest so if you're not able to complete the you know all six chapters of cavalier one month and you're only able to complete four well in the past you've missed out on all those rewards And what the change did and what it brought it into was spread it out over the quest as opposed to you only get this if you 100% this. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really that perception of, you know, when I'm done, I get everything at once where
7: you're not really losing out on everything. It's just the way that it's delivered to you differently. Yeah, and I want to want to quickly say I think Act Seven follows a lot of this philosophy as well. You look at the rewards, and it doesn't really seem like much, but if you look in each quest, there is so many rewards for a quest of like a couple hundred units. There's a lot of gold. There's what? Like, you can get a tier five CC, or not CC, God, I wish. I mean, you can get a tier five basic, like every quest. You can get a tier two alpha every quest. It's a nice stack. Like, it just doesn't look as good, but like every quest, it has a lot of stuff in it, I think. Like, I like being able to be like, oh, I'm so close to a six star. I'm just going to do this path now and get it, you know, or hey, I yeah. need a tier five basic, you know. So I think it kind of follows that trend and it's kind of rewarding, and I kind of like that. That you can play it like that do one path and get that reward as opposed to exploring the entire thing and getting it at the end what's your thoughts MSD?
2: i i i'm in complete agreement with slayer i think that that philosophy is great and i i really can't wait to see it employed in future content as long as it's done well
6: okay
7: If it's not too scattered, I think it will be perceived very, very well. It'll be be received really well. Um, But if it's scattered too much, it's not going to look that promising and it's going to be a lot more tedious. So it really depends on how much of what they add in certain stuff. So yeah, that's kind of my closing thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, it was just the people being able to open up the rewards tab and see everything they can get once they 100% it. Now you have to open up a few more uh, sections and scroll a little bit more. To be able to see everything. But it does reward people. That maybe you're progressing. They can't complete all content right now. That they're not. Cut off from all the rewards. Until they're able to, to complete everything. So. Sense, yeah.
0: So he goes on to say. He created the summoner sigil. It's the biggest value for your dollar. But he. But he understands why players would feel. It's not worth it. It is though.
4: <laughs> I love the sigil. I,
1: I do it. It just, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I buy the sigil.
1: So um. you know, and I look at it. Even if I spend nothing else on the game, think about how much entertainment this game provides to you. It's you know, you think about you know, you would go out, you can hang out, you you know, sit at home and play. I'm giving $10 to a company so that they can keep the servers on. I know that's not my $10 just doing it, but it's a little bit of a, okay, I'm getting a lot of rewards, but also to me, it's worth it. This, you know, this company's provided years of entertainment, even frustratingly <laughs> at times, but <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's, it's, it's years of entertainment and just like with anything, you know, it's ups and downs that you like, you don't like, but, you've still stuck with it. I mean, most of us haven't missed a day, you know, and that that kind of engagement with the game, hey, here's my 10 bucks a month, thanks. (laughs) And I'm getting something, so.
6: Yeah,
0: he goes on to say, um, but in a more general matter, I created some tools to make my fellow designers' life easier. I was also reviewing with uh, some other people everything that was released in game monthly rewards offers aq and aw and basically everything that came out of the door when something is released in mcoc it's never a one-man job we have a bunch of people giving their feedback to make sure it's consistent with our goals i mean i think it shows to be honest they do they do a pretty good job of keeping everything balanced with yeah for sure um so he he goes on to say we have made a lot of economy changes over the past couple of years but most of them are rolled out slowly over time so you don't have to feel a drastic change but it's always for the better
6: yeah
5: i definitely feel that (laughs) like i i never really feel economy changes as soon as they're made i definitely looking back at like 2017 when i what I remember most about the game in 2017 is just how crazy it's changed since then. So I for sure agree.
0: I mean, you can yeah. definitely see it from variant 1 to variant what? What are we on now? 6? 7? Yeah. yeah, 7.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Heck, now, um, as an example, like I know gold was, it kind of still is a big problem for some people, but years ago it was a massive problem, but now you have all these variants, they give out millions of gold, you got uh, these new arena crystals, you got incursions, you got, you know, more more arenas that give you more battleships, which gets you more gold, you know. they 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 slowly like change the resource influx and stuff. Even like duping more four stars to sell the ISO and get more gold that way. And you know, th- it, it really shifts a lot. And like every player has a good specific drought. I think, is how they designed it. So you're always searching for something. But by the time you get that thing you're gonna be draining on something else, right? <laughs> Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. They they do put a lot of thought into that as well. I think the economy is probably like one of the most important things with the game because if that's not balanced, nothing is. You can rank up wherever you want, or you can rank nobody up, etc. Like it would break the game if the economy wasn't balanced.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, Jax goes on to ask the ne- the next question: uh, Were there any improvements you wanted to make for the game that you didn't get to make?
5: Yeah, so um, he says, yes, tons. Mostly because we are lacking time. Keeping the monthly release schedules, quests, characters, etc. It takes a lot of time. I, I can't read the rest because someone's on top of it. Okay, thank you. A lot of time and a lot of people. So it's hard sometimes to develop features that we really want. But I can't reveal any of that stuff as some of them might still be on the pipeline. Though the team is doing a great job prioritizing. And we've been more and more conscious about what you guys want. So, yeah, I was really excited to get this answer because this is uh it's really cool, it definitely reveals a lot about um what goes into the economy, what goes into making certain changes, um, especially the future of the game. so what, what does everyone think
2: this this is again kind of a, a a prequel to the roadmap listening to some of the things that we've been wanting, so it's cool to see that he was talking about it then before we even knew that another roadmap was on the way.
1: yeah, and I do like that he wasn't giving any specifics i mean it would have been you know kind of cool to get the spoilers and you know anyone could have just said hey it's my last day <laughs> here's all the treasures but he was respectful to the company and and didn't do that and i, I like that so we got teased with it and um it's it's cool to see some of those uh um coming back out on the roadmap, like you guys were saying so Oh yeah, it's all coming together now. <laughs> it's all coming together. It was Agatha. All of... Never mind, I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's
6: really how I felt.
3: He was teasing a roadmap the whole time with his questionnaire, yet he didn't tell any of us.
6: And...
5: Yeah. Oh, you cut off Titan.
6: No,
5: I didn't. Oh, okay, I thought you said oh, and. He just
6: he, end. just he said and, stopped. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, Yeah, sorry. All All right. right. All right, so I'll I'll read MSC's questions, and he can answer. So um, MSC's first question was, how is it justified to sell T5CC selectors, but refuse to put them in any other content up until 7.1, while proclaiming that they will be rare?
2: So, Frenchy, what he said was, designers are not here to make money, so when we make a resource rare, it is because we have a reason behind it that is beyond selling it. That being said, in a free-to-play game, spending money means either skipping time or getting some quality of life. A selector is a little bit of both, and now the T5CC selectors are starting to ramp up. Uh, having the agency to choose the color is considered more of a quality of life than anything. Uh, there's two sides to this answer because calling a selector a quality of life is kind of undervaluing the the significance of what a selector is. Um, a selector is essentially allowing you to choose your ticket to Thronebreaker. So calling it quality of life isn't necessarily what I consider a selector. I think it's more of a a luxury to choose your own rank ups. A quality of life is something like you know being able to to purchase any T four CC you want uh, because C four CC is not as valuable as T five CC. I would consider that a quality of life, but I also completely understand this, the the viewpoint of you know it's not because they want to make money. There's more more reasons to. Selling it first or releasing it first, there's there's always another reason uh, to do that. So I understand that that aspect of it. But the the quality of life part of it, I, I understand it could be considered a quality of life to choose the the color as he says of the T five CC that you want. But it's a lot more than that when you're talking about the road to Thronebreaker and being able to choose, you know, exactly what champion you want to take up. And that kind of ties into the next question that I I ended up asking him
5: yeah so um i'll answer so i'll, I'll read the question right now so why was the abyss tier 5 catalyst situation so randomized if you're willing to do nexus t5 now what was the problem with doing it for p content it adds another factor of rng on the road to the throne breaker and could potentially leave any abyss runner still at the cavalier level even in 100 percent we are still at the mercy of rng no selective 100 nothing you gave us nexus crystals amazing by the way but while but why not let everyone have 100 percent the content you designed to be the hardest Make one rank up of their choosing by letting them have exactly the catalyst they want. Was the Abyss Nexus supposed to solve this somehow?
2: So, Frenchy, he wasn't... He didn't... He wasn't necessarily involved with the feature, is what he's saying in the response. Exactly what he said was, you have to place the content when it was released. At that time, there were no rank 3 champions, or only very, very few. He was not the owner of the feature, as I said, but he knows that Abyss development was extremely difficult. And nothing one as planned, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, the rewards have increased several times as it was supposed to be live way earlier than it init- than it was. Also, another interesting thing. Mm. Uh, he finishes by saying, "As time goes on, the resources become easier to obtain. That is why we're doing Nexus is now to open the gate to six star rank threes to more players. So it's interesting to to see that Abyss was kind of a." Uh, uh, a dumpster fire as is, is almost like how he's describing it nothing went as planned things got changed it was released way later than expected it seemed like it was a really difficult thing to develop this content both in terms of you know the the fights and the the challenge itself as well as the the release and the rewards of it uh, but what his answer essentially tells me is he wasn't necessarily involved in the the rewards of that content again kind of interesting to me that the economy designer wasn't involved with you know a a piece of content that rewards the peak level of resources in the game uh he he mentioned you have to place the content when it was released i understand that you know at the time when abyss came out i believe there was Maybe one or two known rank three six stars. I know the first ever rank three six star was a sunspot, uh, owned by either a, a Chinese or a Japanese player, uh, and and that screenshot got shared around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And and that was like the first ever rank three. We had never seen any rank three before. And then slowly but surely, a few more came out. There was you know a, a doom, and then there was a ghost, and and. Few started to roll out here and there, but it was not nearly as as many as there are now. So I understand why they wouldn't put a selector in then, but just gating the thronebreaker progression behind. RNG isn't something I necessarily agree with since they did give us the Nexus I don't understand why they couldn't give us at least a Nexus T5CC and they let us choose the T5CC first so then that could dictate either if we want to change the Nexus decision, or we continue with our original plan, if they're not going to give us a, a full selector, uh, a Nexus would have been fine as well. You know, Now we see that in the Cav difficulty. We see a Nexus T5. So chances are you're going to get at least something that you
1: want. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't think we have to rehash out the fact of how many people were upset about the, the six-star rank three decision for the Thronebreaker gate. Um, I, I can... Unpopular opinion, I can see kind of where they were, were coming from um, to ensure that people have the mature rosters before
4: they're you know getting that. But whether you agree with that or not, I agree with you, MSD, that if you are going to make a
1: progression to a next level based off of being able to rank up a champion when most of the champions in the game, the rank up resources are very RNG based, it should have had a more robust way to be able
4: to pick somebody that
1: you want to. Uh, right. I'll, I'll give an example. I'm not in a high prestige alliance. Prestige doesn't matter to me. It does not matter to my alliance. It's not something that, that we're fighting for, you know, top tier <clears throat> rewards or anything of that nature. Yet, it was either cold obsidian or silver surfer that I was going to take it, to make myself throne breaker. So I have a very nice silver surfer. I went back and watched the video thank too, but um, that's not who I would have wanted to rank up. But right. based off of RNG, I had to. So. It's the, it's the, you know they're forcing your
2: hand when it comes to throne because the, the things you miss out on are just way too valuable. Eventually, in in a cumulative manner, the things you miss out on way way too valuable. So. You know, it's it's a difficult topic because without without having him here to kind of ask a follow up question about it, you can't really you can't really get anywhere. You have to take what you're given and, and see what you can do. But yeah, it's uh I'll always have that resentment for Abyss. I love the fights and I love the concept of it, but the reward structure I'll always have uh, it won't always sit well with me and you know Given what Frenchie said and given all those factors, some I agree with, some I don't, I, I still think that there was more room for improvement. And if that meant pushing the content back even further, I would have been completely fine with that.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, so now we've got some uh, questions from Slayer. What is your personal stance on potion and or
4: revar- revive farming? Frenchie
3: said, I suggested multiple times to remove the potion farming, not because I don't want you to get free potions, but simply because it's boring and annoying content, and I feel like you should have another way, more fun, and more control to get there. Them. We started increasing the amount of potions you get in side quests, but it's just an experimental phase to get some data, but the team does want to remove it because they know how much it helps you guys go through super hard content.
0: How do you guys feel about uh removing potions from quests? Well, I mean like if they um, were no.
4: from of potions
3: and put it elsewhere, I would be perfectly fine with that. Because potion farming is so mm. boring.
1: But
7: I I don't, I don't think I, I'd be fine I, with that. No, I wouldn't either. Um if they added new content like Alliance Raids or some some new game mode that you know, one of the new game modes they announced where they added a reliable way to continuously revive or farm revives in a more fun and engaging way then i would probably be fine with them taking out a realm or not well not not realm legends but like uh, act four and those quests that they farm in i would be fine with that i think but i don't really agree that they should take them out to an extent because i feel like players should have a choice between those two game modes um, like, for gold farming, some people go with arenas, some people go with encourageants. You know, people should have that choice, they shouldn't just take it out, but, yeah, if they had, if they had like, a new game mode to dedicate to grinding those resources in a much more fun and less monotonous, monotonous way, I would, I would know, be down for that.
2: If they added the, the semi-annual, or, or the, the, I don't even know, what like, the semi-monthly event, the Deadpool potion farming thing, it costs you no energy, and it's like fighting, oh, yeah. you know, rank one four-star champions, you get potions from that. If that was, like, a weekly thing, and it reset every week, I think that would be something interesting, something to mess around with. If they brought that back as, like, you know, uh, you reach, once you beat Act 4, you're, you're able to enter this quest, and you can just permanently, you know, redo it, and stuff like that. I think that would be something to mess around with, because, you know, what is it? In total, you get like ten, 10 potions and two revives if you do the entire thing. So it wouldn't break the game if it was a weekly thing. Like, n- no yeah. way. Uh, I, I think, think that that could be something incorporated into the game that would just it would it would ease a lot yeah. of the Realm of Legends bore like the Realm of Legends boring. I guess the, the the bore of realm of legends just because no one really wants to be in realm for three hours and I understand that but the grind is the grind is worth it for potions but if they added yeah. the the Deadpool the hall of healing events that's what it's called I was blanking on the name I, yeah. I think that would be something that people would enjoy as a monthly thing or a weekly thing.
7: As long as there was, like, unlimited farming, because there's no limit to how many potions and revives you can farm now. If they put a cap on that, people would riot, like a weekly oh, yeah. cap or something. Um, so I'm not sure how they would structure it. But, yeah, as long as they don't take the limit out, or the limit aspect of it out I wouldn't really care personally. I I don't think any of us want to be in realm anymore.
2: (laughs) All they would need to do is reintroduce the quest, maybe bump up the rewards a little bit. So like let's say you do the entire thing, you get twelve or thirteen potions and three revives, but you can only do it once a week. No. You can't do it every day. Can't do it every three days. It, It it resets it starts on Monday. And it resets on Monday, and that's it. From the entire thing, you get like 13 or 15 potions, and you can get two to three revives. And that's it. And then you do it again next week and next week. And that would introduce a reliable way to farm revives on top of other ways to farm revives in quests. It would give you like the option of, oh, I don't really want to go grind out Act 4 right now. Uh, let me just do this really quick. It can take me you know, 20 minutes to do the entire thing. And there we go. I have three revives, and I can get three more next week. And I have some potions in my stash again. So I, I think introducing the halls of healing instead of making it a special event, introducing it as you know something that players can actually use on a weekly basis, I think that'd be something definitely they should consider. And I might actually, I might, I might uh, try and contact a command member about that.
0: Or even if it was like a daily event, like the cat daily catalyst quest. You could get, like, two or three potions and one revive every couple days or something like that. You
7: know, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyone else have have any thoughts on that?
3: I mean, personally, I would think that one week is probably too much. I would probably take it down to, like, two or three days because chances are that people would still be farming more than... People would probably be farming more than that in a day. And if they got rid of it in Realm of Legends, then chances are that people would be making less overall. and People would be right.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's
7: why I say make it an alternative and don't, like, remove it. Because I don't really see a reason to remove that. And yeah, not
2: I, I don't an think anything yeah. should be removed. I, like, like Slayer said, I think it should just be, like, an alternative. And maybe, like you said, Titan, r- maybe seven days is too long. Maybe three or four days is more realistic uh but you know if they were to to put this concept into works i think making it an alternative is something it should be not a a full-on replacement for what realm is because they can't they can't change realm realm they have to leave alone they can't do anything to it because people are going to be very upset that their potions are gone if they do something to realm so they already changed it once can't farm revives anymore uh so they they have to leave the potions alone. The only thing that I would like to see changed is if they maybe increase the value of the potions, but I, they're not going to do that. So
3: yeah, more for beating a fight, but I highly doubt they would do that.
0: All right. So uh, the re- the next question Slayer asks is uh, the recent buffs to Cavalier difficulty rewards were a very positive and welcomed addition was this always planned slayer you want to read your answer
4: yeah so
7: this is in reference to not the controversial change where they kind of spread the exploration rewards but um they they buffed the rewards They like added more stuff to it which is good so um he comes in and says yes and no the cavalier difficulty was a big task for multiple reasons so when I designed the rewards, I got some leeway for myself to increase the rewards in case we could not get to a quest where we wanted it to be. As it is hard to judge the difficulty of a quest before you get it in your hands, it's often easier that we think it would be. After multiple iterations, the team felt cool the quest difficulty was at a good spot, so we simply assessed the difficulty and knew the rewards did not justify the effort. Shit.
0: Hang on. Let me stop you. Craig left.
7: Yeah, yeah, I'm recording. Uh, Jeez. Oh, recording. okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I, I missed the first five minutes though. But...
7: Oh, it's alright. We can. Okay. Re- Re-record yeah.
0: an intro. That's. About no. It. Okay. All right. Good,
7: good, good. <laughs> We're good. Sorry. All right, no worries. No worries. Um, she said after multiple iterations, the team felt the quest difficulty was at a good spot, so they adjusted the rewards because they assessed that it wasn't worth. Uh, the rewards didn't meet the effort, basically. So. That he's referring to what, you know, remember Kabam John's posts, um, where they were kind of tweaking the difficulty and stuff and like sharing the intent and stuff, and they realized the rewards didn't adequately meet the um the difficulty. So I, I, I perceived... would I would
2: say I would say for me personally, I don't think it was difficulty that wasn't rewarding. I think it was time effort.
7: investment. Yeah, time I mean, investment. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I Be- agree with because
2: that. Because Cav isn't Hard. There, there are some nodes like the, the the spidey in this this monthly Cav kind of annoyed people, but just gotta read nodes, man. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. Uh, but for the most part, Cav is not that challenging. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think it was a a standpoint on a standpoint of oh, we need to increase rewards because this is hard and and the rewards aren't justifying it. The the yeah. time it takes to do CAV With certain node variations or certain class Mm -hmm. variations, it's it's just a grind, and no one wants to do it. Like there are there were a few months back, you know, Seton and and all of the or not all, but a lot of the YouTubers who would usually stream Cavalier, they just weren't doing it because no one cared about it. No one wanted to do it, and after a few months of that, I feel like that's when that's when the uh, the light bulb went off in Kabam's head. They were Kind of thinking to themselves. All right, well, if, if you know our top guys aren't doing this, then what what are we doing with this content? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. it, it wasn't a matter of difficulty. It was it for me personally? It, it's a matter of time. It takes a lot of time to do CAV yeah. and to do all of CAV. You know, however many energy refills it takes, however many hours it takes in totality, uh, to still have a random, you know, ten percent T five CC doesn't feel very good and now now we're getting more six star shards more five star shards and a nexus so
7: yeah and the uh t5 cc it's like a what three out of six now so you have like a 50 50 not a 50 i don't know the rate but it's like you can get three different it's a nexus right like that's that's what you're referring to yeah um yeah (laughs) but you have a much
2: better chance at getting what you want yeah
7: it's still rng but a bit better um and i'm i'm down with that just the way it was perceived by the community i think they saw he was leaving and then they got buffed and it's like maybe that was his last like hurrah you know (laughs) Um, it hit like the hero's final hero's final triumph (laughs) yeah it was his last his last wish you know um so that was cool um that he did that before getting out um i know had to go through you know multiple approvals and stuff but I'm, i'm glad they buffed it as very well received um it's still monotonous i hope they cut down on like a couple paths maybe to make it less grindy because like you know three energy per tile with seven quests that's a lot and <laughs> chapter three is very very um strenuous so if they could cut that down that's fine but the um the reward bump very very good um so yeah, it, was, it was good to see that they reassessed it and kind of went back and tweaked it people didn't really like the node changes that much but um, I'm glad they're not just releasing it and then not looking at it again. They're kinda
6: keeping an eye on it, which is a good thing.
3: Can I say something
6: also? Yeah, for sure. Go for it.
3: I think that the other thing was that they were also trying to not limit rosters as hard. Like in the original one, we had this track, we had buffed uh, up, and then Oh yeah, yeah. What else did we have? The next couple of months we had this new science one that I really hate. I don't know why I hate it, but and Tough as Nails, I think that's the name of it. <laughs> that's the
6: Yeah, the,
7: one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, nodes were um, really, really restrictive. Yeah.
2: They were just They were weird. bad at first. The uh like mm-hmm. th- the buffed up one especially, that one was just that one was torture, man, for people who didn't have the right champ. Yeah. <coughs>
7: It was rough, especially when they changed the philosophy of rewards in there to
4: benefit those people with less expansive rosters. I felt like the nodes really contradicted that intent. kind of how I'm feeling. The nodes kind of kept people from getting
3: the rewards in a specific way. So people were really kind of mad when Kabam buffed the rewards because they couldn't get it. And then all of a sudden Kabam just changed the nodes.
7: Yeah, it was it was weird because the nodes were so restrictive and the rewards were meant to be gained by people who didn't have rosters to meet those restrictions. So in a way, it was very counterproductive. And I'm glad they kind of reassessed that. I still think yeah. there are some changes that need to be made. But yeah, I like the fact on, that I'm, they are
1: doing different yeah. nodes, but some of the nodes can be restrictive. So and, and I get that, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I do like that they're changing it up because if it's gonna be the the you know, the same disk track every single month, you know, it, it gets kind of boring, right? So you, we all like the idea of new content or mixing it up or having a you know mix between the nodes, but yeah, if you if you get back into that super restrictive content and node combinations that you know you've got to have a very mature roster to be able to do it, then
4: it's not fun content. I think it's primarily just due to the fact that, well,
3: a ghost will do it faster than the science champ that is supposed to be
1: that
4: <laughs> quest would. Ghost
1: breaks everything. So,
4: <laughs> all right, uh, Jay, you want to read the next couple questions?
0: There.
5: Yeah, sure. Okay, so we just talked about the tier five CC select one hundred percent Cavalier, right? Yeah. Okay. So the next question is: um, So Slayer asks, "What do you think would come after six-star rank five champions, gear, or seven-star seven stars?"
7: Slayer. Okay. So he said the team is working on it, but I have no idea what is going. I have no idea what is going to be next, as nothing was set in stone when I left. So. I mentioned gear, uh, so called it, (laughs) you know. Relics. Yeah.
6: (laughs) I'm
7: a prophet. No. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, gear, very interesting. (laughs) We don't know much about it. I think they're still structuring it. But um, I feel like after six star rank fives, that'll be the next step. I asked a lot of questions here um, throughout this because I, I really wanted to pick his brain. Like it was my last opportunity um so i apologize but also uh great answer so he didn't (laughs) know and it wasn't really his department anyway to know that but um considering he's the he was the economy lead economy designer um i think he would know about the resource allocation and where those would go with like the (sighs) future of champion investment so like you know red stars like they do in strike force or like gear or seven stars or something. There's always going to be something in the future. Cause they used to say there'd never be six stars and here we are. So that's, that's just about it. Basically, I think we could have an help. entire
1: conversation on the idea of, Oh yeah. You know, the, you know gear slash relics. And I don't know there's yeah. a lot of people that they hear the term gear and they think of a failed experiment overseas that they had with that. But, you know mm-hmm. i i here's something i haven't heard anyone talking about but you know this idea of the relic system being able to you know add additional abilities to your champion we kind of already had that in game and i'm not talking about masteries you know at the very synergies g- man well synergies yeah, yeah. absolutely that's exactly what the synergies are except if you think yeah. about uh synergy ability without having to have the synergy partner I think that's kind of the the idea that they would be going through with relics. Um, but yeah, we could get into whole entire conversations about paywalls yeah. and you know how those are going to be introduced. And I yeah, uh, you know, we could we could yeah. have two hours on that one. So
7: um, oh yeah, for sure.
1: Let's yeah. save that for yeah, save time that for another that time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
6: can, I can also see
3: relics being used as like a second signature
1: ability or something but yeah yes. i can see that yeah. too yeah yeah it's like point. the
5: infinity stones how it buffed up the original Avengers a couple years ago
1: oh i love those oh, those are that i was so uh, cool. yeah that was so awesome um or even the way you kind of saw some stuff with uh you know little stevie you know being able to yeah i think we we're we're seeing ideas and things that they've been trying and when the, one of the uh um, one of the interviews that I I listened to oh it's one of the Hercules Dev videos it's like they they don't want to develop anything that's only going to be used one time because it's a waste of resources.
6: yeah so anything 100%. that we see in
1: game that's you know it's oh that's unique we haven't seen that before uh, we'll see it again eventually
7: because they've invested like, yeah like a root and stuff like that that hasn't surfaced yet I think they're still working on it but like like root for example and uh aoe and stuff like that yeah. um area of effect stuff like that they're they're definitely working on that more so i know that'll surface again i know not everyone like that either that's also another discussion yeah. entirely
1: <laughs> we we should we should we'll, we'll have another podcast yeah. on that the, the
7: goods and bads of the potentials
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's definitely a it's all it's all a question all right so the next one um I was is gonna. Is there a chance? Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead.
5: Yeah, okay. So, is there a chance to get T5 CC cap will be increased? Some summoners, Karate Mike, as example, have too many of one class, but no champions they're willing to invest those resources in. Will champion buff solve this issue, and will it be fast enough? He
7: goes on to say Catalyst cap increases when new ranks are created. As a rule of thumb, it's two to three times the max amount you need for a rank up. For instance, if you need maximum three tier three CC for a rank up, so the cap should be between six and nine. So I think that that's interesting. Um, I didn't really think of that when I asked it, but um, yeah, I guess by the time we get um, six star rank fours, uh, we'll see an increase in the tier three last catalyst cap because um, so I know that's an issue for a lot of people because uh, the champions you get are RNG related hits for the catalyst. So you got people like Karate Mike who are pulling, you know, having, <laughs> having tier five uh, skill catalysts in their their stash and then no one really to use them on. Um, so I'm hoping by the time that is still an issue, like a lot of the champions are buffed buffed. Um, so you have someone that's actually reliable because of like, yeah. <laughs> Buff Moon Knight. Um <laughs> I think I think that's a cool rule of thumb that they have
1: there that I don't think I've ever heard that anywhere of you know two to three times the max amount you need for a rank up. So that's interesting. Makes sense.
7: Yeah, for sure. Well. Um because when a new catalyst is introduced, a new rank is introduced, and when that's introduced, um What was I going to say? You're going to need more of that Catalyst, which would warrant um, an increase in the the cap. so that that makes
6: sense. All Um, all Alright, I guess I'll
5: go the next one. Is there a chance that there will be an additional tier of the Summoner Sigil? What is the future of the Sigil?
7: Uh, Titan, do you want to take this one?
3: It is not planned right now, but we never know what can happen.
7: But I guess let's talk. Let's talk 30 minutes <laughs> about this answer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so, not.
5: I, I, I
1: I'm, say... I'm waiting for not this next question, but the one after it. Because I think that's yeah. one that we'll okay. talk for 30 minutes. Oh, on. my
5: goodness. <laughs>
1: okay. So I'm, we'll not go gonna,
5: I'm not going to
7: drag <laughs> on about this, but I know it has been speculated by a lot of people. They'll release like a VIP summoner sigil where it's like $30 a month or something. To get like more yeah. stuff. Out I hope they here. don't. You're I f- hope f- they yeah. don't. Yeah. No do way. No, no. That'll
0: kill the game.
1: It would be so unbalanced. I don't like it. So I hope they don't do that
7: yeah you conspiracy, yeah. conspiracy theorist <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: oh All right, my God. So the how do you
0: how do you determine the balance of resources in game? Do you weigh certain resources and their amounts against each other? Do you base this on uh respective content? How much collaboration does that require with other devs? So that was a lot, sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> all right I, I really wanted to get the meat and potatoes with this one so he goes on to say um, on a giant game like mcoc you have to collaborate with the other devs as it is hard to keep track of everything but it all comes down to how fast we want to progress to commitment slash difficulty slash intentions of those different game modes and how much you spend on the game originally we never intended for you to play everything every month we wanted to give you a choice in which mode you want to play but it turns out players usually want to get all the rewards possible. You know, go figure. Uh, so we had to adapt <laughs> this behavior.
6: <laughs> we had to
7: adapt this behavior to try and not burn you out. This includes changes in gameplay and economy. So that's interesting. They intended us not to play everything. But, you know, us, um, the overachievers, um, had to. So now they're trying to make sure we don't burn out <laughs> So I think that plays a huge role in, like, resource allocation where they decide to spread things out because if they spread things out too far, um, people are going to want to play too many modes and then they'll get burnt out and then not play. So if, if that makes sense, um, if you guys have anything to add. No, I'm... Yeah, go ahead.
3: I just think it's cool that they're trying not to burn us out because they do know
6: too much content we have to
2: do. Yeah.
7: They know well, well, they, they want to us to... to uh, they want us to play the games, so if we're not playing the games, you don't. Uh, I mean, don't next month,
2: uh, next month <laughs> yeah. we have Summer of Pain and Grandmaster's Gauntlet, and yeah, Summer of Pain's gonna stretch out for three oh, months, man. so yeah. that's a lot of content.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's be honest here. When we, when we sit here, we go, Yeah, it's good that they don't, you know, want to burn us out, and you know, not everyone to yeah. play the same content, and then you have MSD who's playing the same fight. 30 different times in two weeks. So, you know, (laughs) I'm excited for Summer of Pain to see these week-long single-fight matches and how many times he could beat each match each week. Um, We'll have to start start like a betting pool on that one to see, you know, who can... It's different
2: because I I enjoy, uh, unlike a lot of people that I talk to about know doing fights like gwen master or any abyss fights i enjoy doing a fight over again so i can apply what i've learned from my previous fight so you know i don't really get tired of doing the same fight over and over and over
1: so i thought it was flexing on the entire community
2: no not really it's
3: more of just <laughs> learning
1: experience
3: i actually like you in a way because i enjoy doing the okay. same fight over and over if i just find it fun because I just fight. I, really I don't know why. Like Grandmaster, I enjoy doing that fight, but I just don't have the energy or willpower to go to it and do it a bunch of times.
2: Yeah. The, the the only thing is the path. It's not the fight. You know, the end reward is fun.
1: All right, y'all ready to get into the controversial stuff? Yep, let's do it. Might as well.
3: <laughs> okay. We make a maximum of two minutes on this question. Uh yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's the final the
5: question. This is the big one. Are you oh, one of those good. people who likes pineapples on pizza? Oh.
3: <laughs>
1: Does anybody here like pineapple on pizza first before no. we read his answer? No. Nope. no? nobody? Down, I don't mind it, but I'll eat it.
0: Whatever. This it doesn't matter.
2: This is your daily turk. this is your daily turkey interjection saying that pineapples on pizza is the
1: best thing ever, and you guys are all... Uncultured. Oh, Turkey, you're XN, Yo. you a fine line um, right can now. I
2: get turkey on the
3: voice call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's read. Let's read uh, what Frenchie had to say about
4: this. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> so that said that. Sad
4: Michael Scott face. <laughs>
0: so that being said, I tried it, and it almost doesn't taste like pineapple when it's on a pizza. But no, I'm not eating pineapple pizza if there's another choice. Though pineapple is probably my favorite fruit.
5: I feel the same. Fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, don't, I don't know if we can trust anything else that he said to these responses if he's okay with it. I don't know how much we can trust him.
2: Yeah, that's kind of, he's already on a fine line with that response,
5: though. <laughs> so. yeah. Alright, well, I'll go to the next question. So he asks, are there any champions who you think are underrated by the wider community, and who would that be?
3: Elsa Bloodstone, and Venom. I know players think Venom is good, but he still is underrated. Those two were my, first, were my two first 6-star ranked 3
2: champions, and I am proud
3: of it. Wow. really
4: wow those are two very
2: interesting rank three six stars yeah yeah i mean hey venom is is one of the most useful champions in the entire game so you know if people don't see that then they're clearly not using venom properly but well, also venom's
1: you know, a very good plug and play i mean he's he's one that even if you don't know the intricacies of his you know sp2 convert to fury buffs and you know all that sort of stuff just plug him in and just start wailing against the opponent. And he's 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 deadly from the very start, but
2: yeah, I, he's I, very I, yeah user friendly. You know, yeah. he's
1: like he's a really great early
2: champion. And and you don't really see that a lot with, you know, the endgame meta tier champions that they're they're good at the beginning and at the end. And Venom is one of those few champions that will be as effective as he was for someone who just started, for someone who needs a good counter for, you know, True Strike or they need a uh champ a cosmic champ who can nullify buffs um or uh you know good spider verse counter. So, yeah, Venom, I, I I love the, I appreciate the Venom love, and I also, I, I like the Elsa appreciation. I'm, I'm a fan of Elsa Bloodstone myself, so good to see that Elsa's getting a little love.
1: Yeah, she's she's got a little bit higher learning curve than, than Venom does. But.
2: Yeah, for sure, but, you know, both of them are, are pretty sweet, and... They have all the data at Kabam, of course, so maybe he's giving a little hint that Elsa and Venom aren't played as much as we think they are, and more so Venom than Elsa, because, you know, Venom gets praised a lot by a lot of people, so maybe there are some people that just
1: don't use him, so who knows. Yeah, Venom, oh, yeah. Venom is that when you know, you know.
5: Yeah, I still use a four star yeah. because I don't have a five or six star, and he definitely shreds some stuff, man. So uh, it's pretty dope. I take
1: him into war. So, so often because I'm on the uh, the path nine window of opportunity stun, and you know, people love to put Spider Verse heroes on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you just made it easy for me.
3: <laughs> I run that too, but I rarely see that. And besides, oh, I, I be usually I... just take my venom occasionally, I'll bring my net fury if I need him for a mini, but yeah.
7: Yeah, but Venom. Yeah. Sure I think Cosmic Ghost Rider is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh
6: my goodness! wow, big <laughs> shock <laughs> here.
7: Yeah. I let's see this one coming. Okay. <laughs> I
6: think,
7: I, I he's, think he's, he's overhyped hyped. with damage. I'm not gonna go on a rant here. Uh, I think his damage is a bit overhyped. People get way too hyped about his damage, and uh, the ramp up is a bit crazy. You see him doing like 170k games like, oh my god. The like, um, what is underrated about him is his. Uh, Damnation, the uh, power control, buff control, yep. um, etc. heal block, so I think that's really good, uh, but yeah, that, that kind of was a joke, but it, yeah. it really well, wasn't. Hey, it's
1: so almost like you, uh... Slayer, Slayer, if you need any good uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider videos, I think MSD has some on his channel. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, I'm oh, definitely the guy to go for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are <have> the Cosmic <laughs> Ghost Rider.
7: Yeah, so, no, uh, MSD is the uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider guy, but yeah, anyway... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, yeah,
5: if you, uh, I think you have a video on this, right? Go into more details. So, if anyone wants to check it out, you can find it on Slayer's yeah. channel. Yeah.
2: Before we <laughs> move on Jeez. from from this question, does anyone else have any champs they want to shout out as, you know, maybe they're underrated or at least you think they have some uses that
1: people aren't aren't really seeing? So, oh, my my, two fav- my two favorite. <laughs> okay, hold on. Look at
5: look at Jim to go first.
1: Okay, I was going to say my my two favorites. Um that are completely underrated. Black Widow, um, Deadly Origins. She, she, she just rinses so much content. She's ridiculous. But my other one that I've, I've really been falling in love with is Storm uh, Pyramid X. Oh, yeah. Um, her damage. If you can manage the heavy into specials, you can get her prowess up. Uh, the fact that she can um, bypass... Um, people being able to shrug off her stuns and put that passive stun on there. Um, The fact that she does energy damage. You've got, you know, Korg on Mixed Maxers is always the common one. She just makes that an easy fight. Um, I've just, I've fallen in love with Storm Pyramid X, just learning more and more about her and her utility. It's just, it's ridiculous, so.
2: Yeah. Big Big fan of Storm. She's a really, really underrated champion, and I feel like more lights being shed on her now. That Jabari Panther's probably going to be in the meta of Alliance War on certain nodes where you need to stun uh, to to access damage, or, or stun is uh, is vital to the that rotation.
6: Yeah,
2: uh, and her being able to completely bypass that that cleanse. You know, she's the only champion that can natively do that. So that that's definitely going to bring her some value. So yeah, big fan of uh, Stormx.
4: I'm probably gonna get booed for saying this, but uh, Green Goblin.
2: No, get so out, I get out! No, I have, No. I nope. found Final strong. Be, Sorry. This <laughs> this is I have been yes. very like drawn to Green Goblin. Like, if I have an opportunity <laughs> to play as him, I will. You what? Are you playing also, the right game?
6: Yes. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Two, actually, you know what? If you... Hard. Yeah, three years ago it did hit decently <laughs> hard. No, it
7: actually does right now. But, but, but amount of power two is power. actually
2: not yeah. too bad.
7: The special two it seems to hit a little bit hard, like harder than average, I think. But no, you see, garbage, dude. What are you doing?
6: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, like um... there's
2: champs you could argue are underrated, and then there's champs like Green Goblin.
7: Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, Korg. I think Korg is really, really underrated. Um, he did a lot for me uh, for six point one completion when it came out. Like he was the reason I got through that Ultron. He was so good for that fight. He's so good against people who uh, who evade uh, the um, the the one the EMP mod node. He's immune to shock. Um, he countered it some other way too. He had the armor breaks and stuff. He's really good. Like just drop a special three um parry twice and then do a heavy uh yeah parry into your special three and then do a heavy after that and then like try to drop a special two or something he, he's got decent damage he can thank special threes he's got bleed immunity he's got he's got other stuff he tells ghosts to piss off but he's he's not too bad
6: <laughs> <laughs> i love that That's the best
7: part of him yeah. the man's got charisma <laughs> Uh and he's really good with the uh gladiator hulk synergy as well as it increases that um duration as well. So yeah, he's good.
3: I think an underrated champion is Sentinel because
0: it's a yeah. <laughs> it's
3: an easy way to ramp up his damage and then he has utility like double immunities, regen, armor, well it's not an armor up buff, but
2: yeah, I I kinda wish it was an armor buff. Then he would have a little more value against havoc. havoc.
4: Yeah.
7: Nowadays Sentinel is like an off-brand warlock. Like I don't really use mine like ever. I use warlock all yeah. the time. He's really Sense, good. I'm not like, he's bad. He's just kind of a worse warlock in my opinion. Sentinel was great really for the uh,
4: He was he was
1: great for the tech variant. Sentinel was, was yes. king for the tech yeah,
7: variant. Yes. I agree for sure. It was made for him. Well, uh, literally, literally,
6: yeah. yeah.
5: So So, um, speaking of tech, man, I, my two characters are definitely Hulkbuster and Massacre, man. I, I, Hulkbuster. Speaking of tech, there dude, he killed some past man, like crazy good. Um, there's a lot of cool videos on him. I love Hulkbuster. I know MSD, you, you got one, so.
2: Yeah, recently I uh, I acquired a Hulkbuster. So maybe if I can get him awake, and I'll I'll take him up. Yeah, I uh,
5: I really like him. Uh, Master, I liked him before he got buffed, and since he's got buffed, man, dude, he's it's really good. I like him, man. Yeah.
2: Really, Masa- Have you found that his his damage loop is just more reliable now, or more sustainable?
5: Yeah, oh, definitely more sustainable, man. Oh my goodness, dude. I um, I, yeah, when I'm streaming, man, and I'm playing them, man, like so good. It's so easy to keep them. You don't have to hit into a block a lot. You can do that SP two while they're blocked. It's it's a lot, man. I like it.
2: Oh yeah. I'd love to get my hands on a higher level version and, and test him out. I think he's pretty cool. I, I thought his initial design was cool, like throwing specials into the block intentionally. but thought yeah. that was something that was pretty cool.
5: Yeah. Um, Turkey says, my answer would be Nightcrawl and OTDD. Okay. I chose the best one. BRD. Okay.
7: I, I get
2: the Nightcrawler one.
7: Yeah. Um... I know B, if he were here, he would say Night Thrasher and Man Thing, which I agree they're both really, mm-hmm. really underrated. Yeah. Night Thrasher's just a great counter. He doesn't have the flashiest damage ramp up or anything like that, but he's got a lot of
4: utility. I think he's overlooked.
7: Well, yeah.
3: if I remember correctly, he has something like Incinerate, a bunch of Furies. What else does he have?
2: He's got a lot, man. That's a lot of practice. Yeah, it,
4: I was he's got a True raid, Strike. Man.
7: Auto block uh, and stuff, yeah.
2: Technically, that yeah, Disorient, so he counters mm. um, certain nodes that require disorient. He can apply multiple debuffs. He can increase the duration right. with that special three de- de- debilitate. Uh, he can apply a taunt. He can short yeah. off debuffs on knockdown. If if you get knocked down, which is you know more of a defensive thing, yeah. but it's still part of his kit. Um, and w- something that a lot of people don't know is. He can gain one bar of power without hitting the opponent. All you have to do is, is dex a few times. Oh, and right, you, yeah. and you get a passive power gain until you reach one bar, which I think is super cool. I think that's a really cool mechanic. It just allows you to get easy access to a special attack, easy access to a special attack that can't be evaded or auto-blocked. So in, in a theoretical scenario, you could essentially x the entire time and only throw special ones and kill an opponent
3: also am i crazy or does parent or do parries do the exact same thing
2: all yes parries also do the exact same thing well time blocks okay
3: i was just being sure because i would always see a passive power gain thingy but i never saw any power being
4: gained yeah it's a pretty small amount yeah i'd say my uh my champion is
0: stealth suit. Spider-Man. Definitely mixed feelings on that guy. I, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> overrated. <laughs> overrated. All right.
7: I I took my six star to rank two. I never use him. I feel like if I ran or didn't run uh, the you know S word masteries, um, maybe I would use him a lot more. But I, I literally have not used him in months. Well, except okay. uh, Dead squad Bastard yesterday. He's kind of good for that
3: time I was, the only time I was actually gonna use my rank five stealthy. Besides the Hydra at that, Doiden sits 4-5, but for Abyss Loot Cage, then all of a sudden I just pull a 6-star She-Hulk up and Nexus from Exploring Act 6. And now I really have no excuse not to use her over Stealthy.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I didn't have any, anybody, any of those champions until most recently. I will
2: warn you that five. that fight... That fight with She-Hulk is about... 10 times harder than it is with stealth spidey so Ooh.
0: nice <laughs> okay so we'll move on to the next question right are we good yeah let's do it man yeah. I didn't think so how often do we play, do you <laughs> play MCOC
7: he said oh, I played <laughs> He said, I played daily for as long as I worked with Kabam. With my new job, though, I have to play other games I am working on, so I have less time to play MCSC. My account is still active, though. I put too much work into it to abandon it. So it's good to know he plays actively. Um, One thing I shouldn't necessarily take away from this, but I will Um, imagine Kabam Frenchie is in your alliance and you don't know about it. <laughs> like any Kavam person is just like like they don't disclose their usernames. I don't think they all play on a different server exclusively. Yeah. So there's gotta be, you know, that they're like undercover. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to think about that. It
2: it, it would be amazing <laughs> to see just a Kavam employee in a in a line chat in an alliance just yeah. watching the entire alliance crap on Kavam. Like, God, this company mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, man, they're all <laughs>
6: exactly. so stupid. They can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Oh, my God. Any one of us. Well, what's funny about that is it may be their way to vent about their frustrations as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
6: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, dude, they can't
2: really design quests. I wish I could do something about this.
7: No, they actually can't. Meanwhile, yeah, they're the lead they class designer in their in their uh, alliance. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I used to. I used to be part of the Destiny community, and one of the community one of the community managers would actually play with people who play the game. And so, oh, like wow. you said, that uh, like, that's a little communication just um, year to year with another with a player and a developer. So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool.
7: That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, any one of us could secretly be a Kabam employee. <laughs> and nobody, <laughs> nobody. Well, not
2: any one of us.
6: Well, uh, well yeah. Not, not, I'm, see.
7: yeah. No, I'm not it must <laughs>
1: all right. <laughs> So it's it's funny my uh my alliance will call me uh Kabam I'm a gym or Kabam not that gym.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
7: cuz there's the, that gym guy as well.
1: Like, yeah is, I
7: don't know. Yeah you mean, mask, you know. Yeah.
1: We've we've all seen pictures of me and pictures of him and I'm not the same person
7: so. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or I could just be somebody's account and pulling
7: <coughs> pictures from somebody else's account, pretending
1: it's me. Yeah, for sure. Playing the longest. <laughs> <Catfish and>
7: people. <laughs>
1: so, Turkey yeah.
5: says, uh, no, it's Kabam Slim Jim.
7: Ooh, I like that. But
5: yeah, that's Ooh. a good one. <laughs> he also says, like uh, kind of narrow down Kabam French's account with that rank 3 Elsa and Venom.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We only like a couple hundred people. One. Well, I could Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I asked... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, you go ahead. No, I'll,
6: I'll let you do it. Sorry. <laughs> so the
0: next question, <laughs> how has COVID-19 affected how y'all work on the game over the last year?
7: Titan, do you want to get this one?
0: Not as much as I thought it would have. The
3: company has been great in helping us to set up our desk. I wouldn't say it has mostly affected people more than anything, in my case, I kind, of, I kind of burned out, and with the winner, it was hard to keep my mind in a good place.
6: Yeah,
7: I think that it still is really hard for a lot of people. Um, it was, it was interesting to me um, how that affects people who you know make games and stuff. But I guess you know they I think they've been doing a great job um, amidst all this um, chaos. Um, I think they've been doing really, really well because they could have just like shut the game down, you know, and stopped developing stuff for a while or something. Um, but they kept at it, which is good because I think people needed that level of um, entertainment and stuff through all that. And I think we still do, obviously, because um, it's not over. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get too much into that. But yeah, um, it's good to know um, they still kind of push through that. And he, he wasn't afraid to admit it was hard for them, um, so I sympathize with that as well. Um, I hope they're doing good. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that.
6: Yeah, I think
1: the, the mental health aspects can be pretty tough for people, and you know,
7: they isolate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially um, being a developer like that and being more of a public figure about it, um, that's one thing is he probably got a lot of negative tweets and stuff coming his way. Um, yeah. People just need to remember, like you know, they're they're people as well, um, and we should treat them fairly, even if we don't agree with you know everything they're doing with the game. Um, take your frustration and realize you're you know frustrated because you love the game, and try to be uh, instructive about it. So that's that's yeah. my main takeaway with that.
1: And there's a there's a lot of people that you know, they're just jerks. Period. But then there's also some people mm. that I think their frustration and the isolation and you know, you know new feelings that they, you know they weren't you know accustomed yeah. to coming up and they were voicing that and the only way they knew how. But I'm mean, we because That's how life has been. Yeah. So you know, and then there's again, like I said, there's there's just your standard church out there that they're that way.
6: Anyway, mm-hmm. so, but <laughs> it's,
1: it's harder when you're moving to a new way where you you know you used to be in an office. Fun. You're, you know, interacting with people. You know, you're bouncing ideas off of everybody. Now everything's happening virtually. Um, you're just kind of isolated. At the end of your day, you're still in the same place you were when you were working. It it does take a toll on people. It doesn't not one day or two days, but after several months of doing that, it takes a toll on. Them. Um, so,
7: yeah, yeah, you know. I, I agree. Yeah. Anyone sure. else have uh, anything to anything to say yeah. about that?
5: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, compared to other companies, you, you they other companies definitely slowed down, and Kabam have done a pretty good job. Like, uh, the, only, what, the only thing that was delayed was Summer of Pain, right? That I can, um... Yeah. So...
7: I, I think a lot of that, um, just adding what you said, I think a lot of that plays into how they planned stuff for the future. Like, the next six months, they always had a thing laid out, and they always were developing stuff. Early on, so I feel like they were they already had stuff repaired and they just kept that ball rolling, which I think was really beneficial. I think a lot of games do that, obviously, but yeah, um, I think they're very, very good and calculated with planning ahead and whatnot. Uh, I know not everything goes as planned, like summer pain and stuff, but
6: yeah, um, so. I
7: think they only delayed it because there was too much content. I exactly, think is what yeah. They said. exactly. Yeah, I was just about to say it that. wasn't because yeah, it wasn't because they had to delay it necessarily. So um i think that did play a huge role in how they handled uh the pandemic and everything like that so yeah all right all right
5: so next question is do you have any nicknames for champions that that have not caught on yet in the community
7: and he says not that i know of so i was wondering do you guys have any nicknames for champions that haven't caught on i
5: i don't have any nicknames but me and turkey like just to call champions by their actual names
7: so. yeah that's pretty funny i want to. i want to start doing that yeah <laughs> my my with that though is there's a lot of different like peter parkers for example so
5: yeah, yeah. well i meant like yeah
3: you get it like like electro
5: yeah. max you know it is what it is <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> really
5: yeah.
7: call by their real name is reed reed richards, reed richards yeah it's
5: a good one yeah, so I like to do Kali, um, which is Sorcerer Supreme. Like, I like to educate people. Like, hey, this oh, is Kali. Yeah. She's cool. Indian. Because um, there's there's not, like... You wouldn't really know that. A lot of people don't know that. So I love to educate people.
7: Yeah, because she wears that uh, blue uh, mask. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the classic... Um,
5: uh, like, that mask is only in a couple issues of Doctor Strange.
7: So it's really cool that mm-hmm. she wears it. But, yeah, a lot of people don't know that it's a mask. I think it's, like, her skin. Like, she has blue skin. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I did not know
6: that. Yeah, so, yeah, she's...
7: uh
5: <laughs> Yeah, so she uh, she's an Indian character. She's um her name's Callie. She obviously comes from Realm, and yeah. You know
2: I, I um, sometimes no. like to call the uh, the cosmic mole man Corvus. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I know you started the Kazi uh, G train, and I hate you for it. By the way, <laughs> it's um, so good. I'll
2: never, I'll never ever take it back.
7: I hate it. I hate it so much. No,
2: I'm too
6: bad.
7: Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I remember seeing you uh, him that. And he was like, "Don't ever do it again." And he started calling him that. And I was like, "Oh man, that's it." Then like everyone's gonna start calling him that. Dude, so, it's just it's so catchy. Thanks a lot. It's not (laughs) stuff.
5: yeah i i like it it's kind of died down a bit for sure more people are just saying cg i think cgr just so easy to say and
2: cgr is is what stuck but you know at the time when when it when he was still fresh dude i liked it right yeah Yeah. it was
5: really good um i think what cat murdoch (laughs) said spanky was that was that cat or turkeys
7: but i I I think think it was uh jim actually for jim yeah i was saying space frankie and then you went with no, well maybe Kat said it first. I don't remember. I, I it thought it was Kat, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. He's had a few names. Uh each <laughs> not believe him. <laughs> Um any other any other names? Uh no I
2: call Spider-Ham spam.
7: Oh, okay, spam, that's... yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I call
2: Nick Fury super suit.
7: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Where's my super suit? <laughs>
5: Yeah. Is uh, is that it? Yeah. I think
7: yeah. So. I
5: wanna, I wanna get the next question because this is something I'm. Okay. So any hints for the future champions content etc that you're willing or able to share? I'm really excited about this question.
4: Okay. So he
7: says, as always, pay attention to the movie release. Smiley face. Oh, and I prepared something interesting that is going to come out in a few months, I believe. So should be around now-ish, maybe next month, I don't know. it has gotta, so, gotta be
2: has gotta ca- be yeah. gauntlet, it has to be. Yeah, right? nice
7: to be yeah, um, so that's cool, um, he said, pay attention to movie releases, so, um, not sure what the cadence is for that, because I know the movie release dates change a lot, which yeah. is why we have Black Widow Deadly Version in the game, and the movie's not even out yet, so, um
1: what a delay Yeah, yeah.
7: Shang-Chi yeah. Shang-Chi's in the game not really the movie one yeah, um, so. and I know that's coming out pretty soon
2: yeah this, this version of Shang-Chi is definitely comic
7: yeah. accurate yeah.
5: same yeah, with uh, yeah, Mr. Yep. Negative so yeah I've said this in a lot of my stream especially my um my theory videos and whatnot that obviously even Kabam Gabe just recently said he has access to the MCU suits. So, you know, we've they've talked about it where they get like nine months in advance for a movie release, they get the suit from Marvel Studios. So he Kabam Gabe That's said on sweet. Twitter that they have the suits and like you said, we have Shang-Chi come to the game, comic appearance. Um, yeah. And we even had the new Scarlet Witch, comic appearance once again. So, yeah,
7: that was super early. Yeah, yeah. it's got we to be... Early and now we don't know what's going on with her.
5: So, <laughs> yeah, Eternals, exactly. Eternals, Eternals, Eternals. It's got to be Eternals.
7: Yeah, um, Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I've been saying. Um,
5: like I've been thinking it. It's got to be Eternals. They have room for it on the State of the Battle Royale map to have two characters. My guess is... Um, black knight and cersei i'm sure everyone else can guess whatever eternals you would like to have yeah. in the game um i feel I w- like
7: they'd slowly add the rest of them as well throughout, I, like the next i like, got a couple years
5: yeah i gotta say something though most of the eternals besides black knight and cersei and i think icarus and so one of the or yeah one of the people who runs all of them have the same exact abilities so if we do get eternals oh, wow. yeah I think It'd
7: be kind of repetitive, yeah.
5: Well, no, I think Kabam would actually no, make them uh, original. Like I think they would. Oh, I think yeah. they would spin them off and do something because you know, like um, it, it is Jack Kirby, obviously Eternals and Kabam. Gabe loves Jack Kirby. Um, we, we got Psycho Man mm-hmm. this year. This year we got um, uh, Mangog. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just saying Jack Kirby love. I'm just saying Jack Kirby love. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, 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 calm down msd <laughs> so yeah it is it is jack Kirby. the jack Kirby creations um the eternals are as well um so i definitely think we could get some cool jack Kirby love with some original kabam spinoffs like obviously king group was one of the kabam original spinoffs where he was an existing character but we got a kabam original model um something like that so i definitely can see just with the mcu suits just with their own abilities in the game you know what i mean
7: yeah, that's a really good point. I really like that. I never thought of that, so I'm happy to hear that, <laughs> you know, they're going to be maybe, maybe, well, you know, a good chance that they're going to be more original and stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Eternals, excited for that. Hopefully not more Cosmics, so though. They probably would be. I don't want more Cosmic Champions I mean, right now. <laughs> yeah,
5: I mean, Black Knight... I really don't. Uh, I talked to a little bit about some other Freedom Society members like Turkey and Marcus Pack, and if Black Knight comes to the game, he's kind of like Guillotine, so he would definitely be Mystic. Um, I said Cersei, so she would definitely be Cosmic, but she is a, like a sorceress, so who knows? Um, but but everyone else would be a Cosmic for sure. Yeah,
2: yes. m- m- most of them would have
1: to be Cosmic. Yeah, if they came to the game. <sighs> well, and let's let's keep in mind too that just because we believe it may be something, it, it all depends.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, the, the game
1: is a story,
2: so you yeah, know it you has to fit the story.
1: You could have had uh, um, Shang
6: Chi. You could have used different Mystic.
5: Well, wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so I want to say something. The reason why people are certain classes, um, even Kabam Gabe says this on Twitter, you can find out why the why the Fantastic Four are science characters, because I thought they'd be cosmic, and then when they came to the game, they were science. So there's, like, a huge thread in Kabam-Gabe, on Kabam Games Twitter explaining it. Uh, but the main takeaway is that characters are under a class because of the abilities they have in the game. You're not going to be a mystic. Maybe you got your powers through a mystic means, but when it comes to the gameplay mechanics, you're going you're gonna to have cosmic abilities, like Furies, like... Um, uh, armor breaks or whatever you know whatever it is so it, you know Cosmic's about getting those certain buffs and Mystics are about nullifying and that's like the um, I'm forgetting the word but you, you guys know what I'm saying yeah, yeah.
7: yeah for sure every class has its so kind of so own weird. yeah identity
3: my only thing is why Ghost is tech is cosmic, if that's the case
2: well Ghost isn't Ghost is technology she's not a. Uh, mm. it's the suit yeah,
5: I think virus, what he's like, saying is pain. because she gets the Furies and Precisions, that's what he's saying. Oh,
2: oh, I see, I see. Yeah,
1: yeah her kit, her kit, seems to be... The, the kit, I, I see, oh, I, see I see, I see. She's yeah. also
0: immune to,
1: yeah.
7: to debuffs whenever you dash back. When she a lot of champs gain buffs though, like Night Thrasher even gains yeah. Fury, and like a lot of the new ones, like Shang, or Shang-Chi, he gains like, Precisions and stuff, so I don't know, um... It's definitely been blended I I since then. Yeah. Is blended a lot, like you're, you're not, like, you know, hate to bring it up, but CGR, you know, he's got a buff control and stuff. That's a mystic ability. Um, I mean, he
5: was supposed that. to be mystic. I don't
7: know he, if anyone he knows yeah. that. He was
2: supposed to be mystic.
7: Yeah, but his name is Cosmic or Shredder, not Mystic or Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's just a good example of, and I really like that. They can kind of mix um, the identities a little bit and kind of mess around with what a champion can have from a certain class like you got warlock with like armor breaks but that's traditionally a cosmic ability because cosmic champs are supposed to break the armor of tech champs so i think that's interesting that they're kind of but i think i think
1: what it what it came down to which you're seeing a lot is this idea of okay warlock was put in as a a good counter towards uh, someone like a boss you
7: know, I yeah that's a good point yeah Yeah. so it's as,
1: as different characters get different abilities you've really know, you seen you know in the past with the reworks and, and the new champions that are coming out there it's a lot of carry heavy gameplay it's a lot of prowess type of uh, uh, gameplay for the mutants which you really didn't see or on the game but we are seeing a lot more And that's almost becoming their identity. It's that, you know, it's that very Heavy um type of attack. It those prowesses up. Um so whether it's, you know, yeah, uh, uh Glossus seeing um uh, uh Magneto of course, you know, the, the yes. that, that very Heavy. So
6: yeah, Professor yeah. X
1: Apocalypse, yeah. Gambit.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it's really become an identity of theirs. Been Emma so Frost. Yeah. yeah. Storm <laughs> Pyramid X. Um, I mean Yeah. yeah.
6: yeah. So Havoc. Havoc <laughs> yeah.
1: Jubilee. Um, so I think I think they almost they're almost becoming one of the more defined, you know, you've got Mystics have the, the nullification Cosmics you have a lot of mobs it's that very heavy gameplay with, <laughs> with the prowess so. it's that
2: big special damage yeah. man. that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> the mutant class like, yeah. that's what they bring to the table for the most part yeah. like, yeah. you look at Professor X he's all special damage Apocalypse he's like a mix of DOT and special damage Namor he's in terms of his damage output it's special damage Gambit special damage um, Magneto special damage uh, only a few champs like Archangel, Omega Red, they're more of a baseline, non-special
6: oriented
2: mm-hmm. way of maximum damage output, but, but you know, Domino, special damage, <laughs> um, Sabretooth with his Furies, that's special damage, so it's just so many champions that rely on the special attacks, so Prowess is becoming their definitive ability. And, you know, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. I think it's going to be incorporated in different ways. Maybe there's going to be more passive prowess <laughs> being incorporated instead of it always just being an active buff. But, yeah, that is like the, the signal of the mutant class. It's, it's prowess and it's simple gameplay. Because there's not really a mutant in the game that's difficult to use. They're all very simple, other than Professor X.
6: Yeah,
2: So... Yeah you know, that's the, kind of what they're known for.
3: Rogue is well.
2: Depending on the
1: matchup, rogue yeah. is very
6: difficult to use.
7: Yeah. That's, uh, that's fair. I mean
1: they they need to look at my rogue buff, but you know,
7: she yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. She should be able to steal like a lot more than she should, uh, with regards to Fuss. Um, if they made her more comic accurate, she would be broken. But that's kinda <laughs> what I want. So Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, so does anyone else have any uh thoughts since uh on that?
5: so they are talking about the mutant class, there is like uh it's pretty much uh yeah we do have kitty pride that might be become to the game this year with the connection to the state of the battle run map. Do you think she'll fit this uh yeah. this um almost I wouldn't yeah. say stereotype, but do you think she'll fit that prowess Perry, perry perry gameplay?
7: I hope not. I hope she breaks the mold. Oh, she's yeah. like a crazy like phase champion or something like that, like ghost kind of, um, yeah. or something like I, that.
2: Some some skill. kind of yeah, like of of a, a more. I mean, ghost isn't that hard to play. Like I I want a really challenging. What's a what's a good skill cap champion? I want like a a new. God, I don't even know. Like who's. <laughs> other than quake who's really I, I, uh, I want a mutant Tigra that's what I want oh. if, from Kitty Pride I want to like use her ability to miss in phase to avoid special attacks and counter certain attacks and and that countering deals damage or something like that I think like making her yeah. extremely difficult to play with her miss mechanic uh,
1: if, if she were to have uh, a miss it should mechanic. not be missed. It Is should she... be called intangible. Because she doesn't... <laughs> she literally... She, yes, it should be called intangible, not miss... With so her that's
2: tangible mechanic. Yeah. Oh, Listen,
1: that's how that should, that should yeah, that should be ghost as,
6: well, yeah. right.
7: as long as, as long as Daredevil can't hit her, I'm fine with it. I don't care.
6: Okay, <laughs> but you know, it's I don't, yeah. I don't
7: want any of this funny Daredevil hitting ghost business while she's phasing, right? Yeah. I, no, no more. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so I I'll, I'll explain all, no. for
5: those who don't know. Obviously both Daredevils in the game can hit ghost while she's phasing, and Slayer actually ask bam why this is and they explained to scapegoat is that the laws of physics aren't the same in the battle realm because she obviously phases through dimensions and she can't be hit while phasing through a dimension but daredevil can hit her because he can't miss so it's really a scapegoat that's what
7: we're talking about daredevil Daredevil can literally punch people through space and time like, okay. That's
2: essentially what they're saying. So uh, why isn't Daredevil like sucks. the best in the game?
7: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. That would that would make Daredevil the flash then, right?
7: Punch yeah, him. something like that.
1: Oh
6: yeah, yeah, he can um, actually.
7: That's oh, stupid. It's just an excuse I mean, for him to uh, make game mechanics more consistent through them. No I'm kidding. To be but, um, fair
2: <laughs> to be fair, he does kill himself pretty fast with the ouch masteries. Yes. <laughs> this is Hell's
5: kitchen, uh, of course, right?
2: Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no. level, he, he can survive at
1: least. Un, unpopular opinion: Shadowcat should have uh, uh, an intangible mechanic, and she should also be the first character to be able to root an opponent. But I know that that's not really the intention. Oh,
2: the l- l- let's not get into root. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's,
5: uh, um, let's drop yeah. that. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, before we move that, on, I want yeah, to say that.
0: that... I... All right. So uh, the next question is, as someone in your position, how do you handle the overwhelming amount of community feedback at times?
7: Okay, so he says, good and bad. I used to read community feedback a lot, and it's fine. We make polls, have the CCP Discord, read the forums, Reddit, and I watched a lot of streams and videos from our content creators You just have to, that's good to know. You just have to be organized and know when feedback is genuine or made with anger, happiness, or any other state of mind. And if that's the case, they need to know, or if that's the case, you need to know why the game produced those wanted or wanted feelings. Reading how feedback is made is as important as the feedback itself, which I think is a really good perspective. Um, He goes on to say, But when I started to be involved personally by creating my Twitter account, for example, it took a toll on my mental state. I wanted to be involved more and more transparent and share more information with you guys. But when things don't turn out the way players want, you know how that goes. I did that in my free time. And being our economy public face in the community, everything ended up in my face. And you all know how vocal my minority acts. No one prepares you for that, even though you think you are being polite or silent while people insult you is really hard to contain. In the end, I will mostly remember the wholesome and positive interaction I have with the community. So um, I really like what he said about um, where the feedback coming from is just as important as the feedback. I think that's a really good um, perspective. I didn't really think of that myself. Um as far as people attacking him and stuff obviously that's not okay um can't really justify that at all um no matter you know even as you know it's 12.0 or, you know something crazy like that um gotta keep stuff constructive um there's not much else i can say about that I already i don't want to repeat what i said earlier but i don't yeah. know if you guys have anything to, to say on that yeah, yeah right.
1: I, I, you go i i it, it, and I won't take long, Tay, but one thing that really irks me is, you know, it's it's one thing to kind of lobby, lobby a, a complaint towards a company. Hey, Kabam! Hey, Marvel Contest of Champions! Um, you know, hey, here's our complaint. When are y'all gonna fix this? Or stuff like that. But what was happening was you see community members, whether it's Frenchie, whether it's Thel, whether it was Sassy, or BK or, or John, you know, anyone that you know, was brave enough to actually get on the social media and interact with people, you would see people treating them like they weren't even human. I mean, they would just lash out at them. Not everybody. A lot of people were really good and really engaged, but it's this idea, and I saw some of the comments even after Princey left, that, well, they work for a company, they should be able to take it. And I don't agree with that. I do not think that just because somebody works for a company. That they should be subject to the type of vile and vitriol that gets thrown their way. And hey, that's, that's part of, unfortunately, it's a part of human nature. There are you know, people who are warriors, there's trolls, there's people that just lack etiquette, period. Um, they're selfish and they, they were never really taught how to communicate with people. But um, I, I never agreed with attacking an individual employee. Lot of your complaint towards the company that's fine come with it with constructive criticism or perhaps an idea on how to fix it then you become part of the conversation you say hey you f you fix your game you know that's not constructive and there's there's no company in the world that's going to go well we weren't planning on fixing our game because but until you came up and you said hey f you fix your game we have now decided to no, so I I never understood that kind of uh, interactions. But okay, I'll let you
5: uh, jump in. Sorry about that. No, good man. Yeah, that's a great explanation. I was just gonna say, you know, you see a lot of like even like music artists, man. They deactivate their Twitter. They they have people run their Twitter because it's such a it's such a toll on them. So uh, it's pretty good that he you know he's you know came out and said this because it's not something you would normally hear, uh, especially from a Kabam employee. Uh, we yeah. don't. Yeah, like I like I like when we can interview them because we can really get their thoughts, pick their brain, um, get to know mm-hmm. them. This is something that's uh, important to him, so so it's pretty awesome.
7: Yeah, I agree. Like even um, like the guy who played John Walker, uh, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, he like deleted his Instagram because he's getting death threats for you know playing playing character, which yeah, utterly ridiculous. Um, that's just like another comparison of that, you know. Um, just kind of remember these people are people as well, you know, um, and like I get frustrated I just seem to get frustrated and stuff with uh, the state of the game or something going on or whatever I like, had, he's kind of bad and I try to make it as constructive as I can because you know, these people are doing their job, they're trying to make it enjoyable, they're not running this game just to make people miserable, like a lot of people are really cynical about that, like F to Bam, you know, they hate us and, you know, but, <laughs> like, they they can't make a game that, you know, is only designed to make money. Like, yeah, that's their goal, because it's a company, right? But um, at the same time, nobody's going to play if it's not fun. So they're trying to make it fun, enjoyable, and stuff. So people need to be a bit less cynical and more accepting. That's kind of my, my final take on the... that.
5: Nice. All right. Uh,
0: so the next question was... Uh... concepts for future events and champions how uh, much do they influence them
5: i'll answer this
0: um so he says
5: oh frenchy says we definitely are influenced by everything you guys are producing but we almost never take your ideas to put them in the game not because the ideas are not good but simply because you are missing out on a lot of internal knowledge making it hard to create a design that answers our problems or fit our goals um yeah so (laughs) jim obviously we have in here he actually um had like, he had a group buff, and then that kind of like, the group buff is where he would die, he would actually help his teammates, and this actually ability kind of showed up in Apocalypse, so it's something like, it's like, you know, Big Jim had, an, uh, you know, it's pretty cool, so that he might have influenced Apocalypse, which is really awesome, um, it, it <laughs> conspiracy theory i i started making fan buffs recently and it's definitely true to what he's saying missing out a lot of eternal knowledge um i can't tell you how hard it is to make buffs and try to think through so many different matchups on how this ca- how my fan buffs like spiderman 29 if he works as a tech character how can i incorporate that into the game how can he how will he go with other characters fighting with him on the team, or going against certain characters, and whatnot So it's really it's a lot that they think about. And Hercules, for example, when we're watching the um, the dev the dev diaries on him, is really cool to actually see it all progress. Yes if anyone else wants to add some stuff,
7: I will say it is cool that they are you know like you said in the last question as well they're looking at community stuff they're watching people's streams videos chant builds etc and kind of maybe getting ideas and stuff from that i'm glad they're more receptive towards uh stuff that we're putting out there so uh that's always great and reassuring to know that uh, the ideas and stuff we're putting out there aren't just falling on deaf ears
5: Oh, and um, I forgot to say, but we are exposing a lot of things to the CCP, and those guys are definitely helping us make our design stronger with their knowledge of the gaming community. That's right. The-
6: I
0: think with that, they're saying uh, with the CCP, uh, the way that Dragon and uh, Royal have helped build the champions.
5: Yeah, uh, BG so. as well.
0: Hopefully more. Yes.
5: Yeah. Um, I would love to work on a Legion build, you know, Kabam, just uh, you know, let me
7: know. I
5: MSD is, I was gonna ask MSD, uh, since I know you'll hopefully be accepted to the CCP in the future, once you become of age, is there a character you would like to build on, like make a fan build, and actually work on that character with Kabam?
2: I'd love to work on, uh,
6: Venom. Oh! I'd oh.
2: to work on, because at this point he's all but confirmed with the new mr negative synergy yeah so
5: i'm a little uh, I'd love to
2: work on Venom. Yeah, i'm a little
5: yeah i'm a little like I, I think that works out i think that connects to null and I definitely that's an october champion for sure this year so you might be a little bit too uh too early or late on that
2: yeah i don't know we'll have to wait and see i i probably will be too early, or uh, I probably will be too late, given that, you know, they design Champions way before, yeah. you know, so, you know, we're, we're going to get the results of the Ant-Man or Guillotine vote in June, and they're not going to be released until, like, November, mm-hmm. so they, you can tell they start designing way, way early, so.
5: I can't wait yeah. for those men.
2: I'm, I'm not sure... Is there a do they have a poll on the forums or are they just going to announce the winners when when all the votes have been tallied from the arena I, bl- I, I believe it's the latter
5: yes I don't have the answer to that
7: <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty I sure it's the latter yeah I think it's the okay. latter because they already did the forum post and the uh, I think they'll tally up the tickets from the arena and that'll be I don't think there's going to be another one. That's not what I heard anyway. I might have to go back and check.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think they'll tally up the arena, just like Slayer said. I'm really hoping Guillotine wins. Come on. Be the contest first original champion. Like a man.
7: I'm voting for the, uh, the underdog guillotine, so yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll move on to the next question then. What's the, uh, what is your interest in the economy aspect of the game, and is it it something your mind was set on maintaining when you started working at Caban?
5: If, uh, Titan wants to take this answer.
7: Yeah, I was about to say that.
3: In general, I believe that the economy is the best way to create and maintain the game excitement and interest, tie. I love when I see all the reaction, all the reaction when you see an update you are excited about, or the speedrun type streams with their reworked early game. That shows how skill and knowledge about the economy makes huge difference in the progression. The game is complicated as Marvel Contest of Champions; it's an everyday challenge. Not only because I need to satisfy you guys, but also I have, but I also have to work with almost every department at Kabam. We have a passionate community, so every change is analyzed. And I love to see you guys criticizing what I brought into the game, good or bad. Marvel Contest of Champions is a game that definitely plays on your feelings, and I tried to stay
4: true to its core. Uh, anybody got any thoughts on it? I think that was too eloquently put for me to have any thoughts. So. <laughs> I think
0: so too. That's that's like. Yeah. I mean, Okay, well, so with that being said, we'll just move on to the next one then. Um, can you tell us what it is like working with Kabam, and what, what what was the atmosphere and your experiences like? Am I reading this one? Yeah, go
4: ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
0: What I loved the most were the people.
3: There were there, they are great, intelligent, and very welcoming people. It was really hard to leave Manitouber because of them. I made great friends and I learned a lot. Going over there was probably one of the best decisions in my life. There's no competition. We all try to make a great game. We constantly are destroying each other's designs, in the sense that they're giving a lot of feedback and questioning everything, because we want to push for the best quality. But that's what being a designer ultimately is, and I love it.
5: That's awesome, man. I always, uh, I would love to go to Kabam and especially go to New York Comic Con for the first time and meet the team and that, that sounds sounds awesome. Sounds like a lot of awesome people on the team.
3: That sounds so good right now, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. I would just love to be able to go and interact with team in live.
0: Okay. So um, the next question is the uh which I'll be answering. Would yeah would the original inventory capacity break the game today example no cap on potions or revives
3: that's a te- that's more of a tech problem i have no idea but <laughs> my thing is that i can't believe that the designer of the or the lead producer of the economy station doesn't have any idea what breaking what um letting overflow revives or potions or stuff how it would break the game. Well, you know what I mean, right?
0: Like the amount you can have in your inventory?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so let's I think this is some of the problems sometimes. Is we make assumptions based off of what we may think. Yeah. Or how something may work. Um, um, so, you know, we say we, we don't know how a lead game designer you know, or, or whatever may not understand this, but we, just, we don't know necessarily how much information is shared back to forth between the different departments, between the tech, saying that you know, this is required or whatever, so.
5: Alright, man, so I'll read the next question. So, um, this is obviously by uh, the awesome dude, Otrix, says, can I work at Kabam in the future, or am I blacklisted? Probably a joke, haha.
7: <laughs> Honestly, I think you should
3: apply when you were done with school. They are always looking for passionate people with get good skill set, and you are not at all someone that Dev's despised.
5: Yeah, so um if anyone doesn't know, O'Triox is the legendary data miner, um, who Used to be the guy who would leak every character coming to the game at the beginning of the month or at the end of the month for the next month. So he he's leaked a lot of the content. He, he's obviously stopped. He's uh, retired, and he kind of, um, kind of want to sleep in his past, you know. So he he was curious if actually he was blacklisted or not. So that was really cool that you know they're like you know we don't despise you you know uh, they would love to have you on the team which is really cool, um, and yeah that's that's really cool. Um, I mean, it's it's really. It's really interesting that he got that response.
0: So, Oedrix also goes on to ask, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, man.
3: I would hope that people don't think that a hot dog's a sandwich because it's not covered up. Well, it's not. There's only one side that's exposed, not two. Oh my goodness. If you, know what I mean. or, you know what I mean, right? It's not, like, stacked. What
2: if you flip the hot dog on its side? Bro,
3: what? It's not, it's not stacked unless you rip the hot dog side. I, I, I
7: think, think this I'm is trying. a, uh... This is a question for spider Hit Him.
5: Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say.
7: <laughs> that's probably who I would ask. Yeah.
5: You're gonna get a cartoon answer.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Alright, so the next uh, the next question, the last question O asked asks is actually the what's the best what's the best moments of MCOC?
3: Becoming ungollec. That was the very first milestone, and that felt great. Exclamation My first fourth of July too. Spent way too much but got my first five star rank five.
6: Yeah.
7: It's kind of interesting to see they uh, they spend on the game. I mean, it's kind of a given, I guess. Um,
6: <laughs>
7: it's like you 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 spend time creating something, right? All the, all this time working on it, and you play it, which is cool as well. Um, I'm glad they do play it, um, but they um, they they spend on it as well. I think that's pretty cool. Um,
6: yeah, <laughs> I have to sad. wonder if they of...
7: get. If they get like Apple, uh,
1: iTunes, or uh, yeah, uh, yeah, do the parts as part yeah. of their bonus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
5: would I wonder, cool, yeah. I wonder if they're just like us, too, or like you know, they do those surveys to get the, the cards and whatnot,
7: <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you work at like McDonald's and you get like you know, a free thing or something, if you know, stuff like that, it's just kind of interesting to me that they still apply, but maybe might apply to, to the game as well. It's just kind of interesting.
1: uh, They'll have test accounts that they could go in and play that they don't have to spend on you know. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Alright, so the last society member, Mr. King, says, What's the funniest thing that's happened to you while working at Kabam? Hot
3: Sauce Challenge? Is it pronounced
2: Mike or Meek or or Meek?
3: I say Mike, but I know a lot of
5: people say Meek. It's
2: It's pronounced Cyclops. Okay, Okay. that makes sense. Hot Sauce Challenge Cyclops
3: exposed me on Twitter probably the funniest thing. I could not take it anymore. My left arm was numb. I felt very dizzy and had some lag in my Does that sound bad? Yes. Lag in my eyes. Someone asked if somebody wanted to take a shot of hot sauce. It was my chance to bail out of the contest by taking the shot. Perfect excuse to give out afterward. The biggest mistake ever. I drank two liters of milk but it did nothing so I had to go throw up. I spent the day miserable but it was funny as <laughs>
7: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the, uh, the work environment there isn't like super formal or anything. Like, I remember you um, saw that, that one video from a couple years ago, like, showed what the offices were like, and they were like riding skateboards and were, like dogs on treadmills and like, crazy <laughs> stuff like that. I'm, I'm glad to hear some of these stories that kind of stay true to that kind of atmosphere. <laughs> it's very interesting.
6: Yeah. yeah
1: you
7: know, um,
1: I thought it was very interesting that way we- Frenchy announced his his departure from Kamam, you know, the first employee that responded back to him was Kamam Mike, and he brought up that story about the hot sauce. And so yeah. it's very cool that he did that. And that 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 to me is one of the, the two funniest things that I've seen Mike involved with. And the other one is the infamous video where they went up to visit and so my God, yeah, and yeah. and he had Mike pop his pistol, and it was Cyclops.
7: Yeah, that was so good. Oh my god! Yeah,
2: that's like that's that, Mike's gonna tell his grandchildren about that. <laughs> look, gather, gather around. Let me tell you the story. I'm psychotic. So he hasn't. He
7: hasn't. A-
5: I mean, he's effective, you know, bro. He, What are you talking about? Yeah, he, th- he
7: thinks he's too good, man. Like, he's oh, effective, too, you know. I mean, he's you know, way too good. <laughs> you <laughs> not, <laughs> did you not see uh, Big Kid Scotty's? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he showed that he was not effective. <laughs> hey, no, no. She wasn't playing him right, all right? He's got to use he was, No,
5: sorry. He wasn't in AQ. That's that's why.
7: That's what it was. All oh, right, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
5: All right, so. Um, all right, go ahead, man.
3: I actually have a video on my YouTube channel about Cyclops being effective because I brought him into the six three habit, boss.
7: Oh uh, yeah, he was a good against Havoc, Yeah, because uh, their specials, uh, the beam attacks, don't deal damage to each other. uh, You know, fun fact. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I forgot why. Like the comic reason for it. Because they're brothers, um, but like I don't know why it just it works like that. But, so shit, I
5: got it. yeah, they're immune to their own. So they're both immune to their own abilities, but they also oh. have the same abilities because they share the same wave. It's yeah, it's like an issue. I think Vulcan's the same way. Their other brother, they actually have another so brother.
7: Why? Oh, okay. So why can the Cyclops both damage each other? <laughs> uh, uh, scapegoat. Uh, hey, can I?
5: Can I
1: just? The say other
2: Cyclops it? is the imposter. Yes.
1: Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let me just say this though some of the hidden easter eggs that they put into the game such as mojo being viewed, <laughs> oh my goodness yes. oh that's great that's yeah. i love that one those were, were I, I love that they do that and there's, there's only, only the easter eggs there's a lot of text call out easter eggs that are in the game but those hidden abilities that some of the characters have that's really interesting. I'm sure Jay probably has a spreadsheet that has all all of them listed. But
5: <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really it's really really cool to see some of these hidden abilities. Whether it's Havoc and Cyclops, with it's robe, with um, uh, uh, Mojo, being able to see you know the inverted controls where certain people are affected by it. You know, uh, until the ghost thing, the Daredevil. Will not Yeah, I, I like those little
5: hidden history. The thing is too is like I don't think I found them all. That's the reason why I don't have that list public. Because these like you, you need to talk about like if I have a document, I do have a document for that. Um, but I feel like I just found like an, I keep finding more with Doom. Doom keeps like Doom has so many like fun little. No,
2: he has so many like weird ones out of nowhere that just show up. Yeah. You look like, like War Machine in a hoodie. Yeah,
5: yeah, that's the that's the most I mean, common that's the one. Classic. Yeah. Him and Namor. Yes, the Tooth yeah, of Horn. Dude. Oh my goodness, oh, yeah. that one's Have great.
2: Had one with Modok also.
7: Yeah. They, they um, everyone
2: has it. Uh, <laughs> what does it say? Like
7: yeah. uh, Modok tells just, him to silence, and he says, "I do as I please." Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think he has one with Strife as well.
7: Oh well, so they just keep adding new ones with Doom as well. Yeah, that's cool. I love that kind of stuff. I just wish it was more common.
2: Yeah. Would be surprised if he had one with like Squirrel
7: Girl? He does, actually. Yeah, he does. Really?
2: What
5: does
7: it say? Yeah. He, like, screams or something when Tippito attacks him. I scream. <laughs> <to die.
6: laughs>
7: yeah. something like that. I think Jay knows what it is, exactly. But...
5: It, I know there is one, but I have my memory. So, yeah. It's on the list. I have it somewhere, but I don't have it on there right now. Yeah, there's, there's a couple cool ones like i said i, I want to finish i want to there's a lot of testing i want to go through that and just actually go through all the get all the characters and whatnot and especially like you just said with strife being a 2021 champ actually getting mm-hmm. one Doom, i that just makes me think that there's even more so, <laughs>
7: so I like yeah immortal uh, abominations Ack. how to go fast you know, when he when he's yeah that one too yeah that one's so good it's probably one of my favorites when he when he like spits the two when he goes like hack on the side of the screen, it's pretty funny. Fast, that's a that's an industry call out
1: right there. It's definitely a song Yeah, song. that you
7: wants gotta go 20 fast. 20. Yeah.
0: Okay, so um, the there's a little end note here from the society to uh, do Jim or Slayer. Want to read
7: that?
5: I'll respond. Well, do <laughs> you want to
7: read it?
3: Regardless, we all wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to answer our questions and for everything you've done for our community and for being so transparent. We know your job isn't an easy one, but we want you to know that we all appreciate you and we wish you luck in whatever you do next. I hope you know you have a supportive community to return to if you ever need it.
6: We
5: love you. the The last thing says we love you.
3: Oh, we love you.
5: Um, so yeah, so he says thank you all. It's been it's been a pleasure talking with you all. You are a great and passionate community. Don't change that. It's because of the people like you that the games can continue to move forward and stay alive for a long time. Long live the MCOC society, baby. Yeah,
7: let cool go. No, <laughs> the
1: yeah. The society. Wow. So in the scene, now now you know society. <laughs>
7: yeah,
2: dude. Now you have internal support. Yeah. You, not, the, the 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 pillars are are strengthening.
1: Yeah, you know, they, the amount of times that we get likes from the uh, Society channel from you know, folks like Gabe, you know, it's it's interesting just how many people are following yeah. right. uh, yeah. that. are doing, it's, it's, it's
5: Yeah, there's uh I'm I'm really excited yeah. for the future of society. Slayer obviously Slayer does has been a real job. Obviously I'm a friend of the society, so if you ever do want to become a friend of the society but by by joining this the friends, it'd be you know, you can always uh, talk to Slayer. Uh, yeah. and there's obviously huge projects in the future, especially in the summer. We got a cool thing going on um that I won't disclose. And then
6: yeah. <laughs> uh, makes yeah.
7: We would be glad to have you, Misty. For sure, when we were getting the questions, I know you wanted to have uh, some input and have some questions in there, so it would have felt wrong to not have you in on that because I know you were uh, talking a lot about the ET5CC situation and stuff like that at the time, so uh, glad you joined us and everything.
2: Uh, Thank you for for including me. Yeah, no problem. Glad to
5: have you. society does not have... <laughs>
6: oh, thank oh. God! <laughs> <laughs> really, I was concerned have, uh, about that one.
7: <laughs> yeah, we have church, and uh, cyan, you know. <laughs> Hey,
3: me and Turkey are living proof that there's no age requirement. Yeah,
2: yeah, there you go. You know, yeah, thank God, you know, age <laughs> requirements—they really the plague of my existence.
5: All right, everyone. Well, I think that's going to be the end of it. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to have some closing remarks, we can. It's been a fun two, almost two and a half hours.
6: Oh, yeah.
7: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah. I wanted to say thank you to everybody. If you uh, listened to all things, you skipped around. Thank you for listening. I want to say thank you to uh, Kabam Frenchie for taking the time to answer our questions. Uh, I want to wish you luck uh, in whatever you're doing next. And. Yeah, basically like what I said in the, the closing statement, but um, yeah, I really appreciate uh, stuff like this, just being able to communicate with developers and stuff, and talk about the game and their intentions with stuff. Um, I think this has been a really eye-opening um, experience, and hope to see more stuff like this in the future. So yeah,
1: yeah, I'm 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 excited with what we can do. I'm happy that BAM, you know, whether they're on their way out or still active with the community is uh, is willing to have a conversation with us. Jay might have spoken in earlier. Actually, live listening. So
4: I am the MCO, Tom Holland. Thank you for listening. (laughs)